Hi, you just tuned in to Movie Professors. We're sorry, it's been a while. Uh, schedules didn't match up, but Professor T and JB Bourbon coming to you live from the Sawdust City Studios. It's actually been recently up renovated. You got fresh air, cool air, because we're two cool guys. Yeah, finally the 21st century is central air here. <laughs> it's huge. Well, yeah, but so, good to be back. A little uh, hiatus, but we got a big list. We got a. This is going to be an epic show, I believe. It's it's gonna it's gonna be uh, it's gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so so our theme is our. So we're gonna give a shout out to one of our listeners. We got some fan mail in the movieprofessors at gmx.com. Also, too, if you want to win free merch or get a shout out in the show, you go to your whatever email provider you have and type in movieprofessors at gmx.com. Give us some suggestions questions comments concerns insults something we'd appreciate it you can win free swag shout out on the show so we got some fan mail from the harlem shuffler <laughs> this is the code name the harlem shuffler gave us top 50 deaths slash kills so what we did was obviously dig deep through all our movie knowledge to give our top 50 favorite kills some might be like what the fuck some might be like oh that's a good point or like no shit so well, I'm looking at um, creative kills, creative gruesome kills, kills mm-hmm. um, emotional kills. Emotional, like something that like just stuck with you yep. for like, it could be 30 years since you've seen it. And you're like, whoa, right? Still hits home. So, so, uh, yeah. So, what do we before we get started? Uh, what are you drinking? Well, uh, oh, for the uh, <clears throat> for the beer of uh, of choice today, made by Titletown Brewing in Green Bay. Boathouse Pilsner. It's probably a, a light lager, I believe. Oh. Mm. Smells like your uncle. <laughs> Remus. Yeah. I got a good head on it. Yeah. Well, a golden right, Here we go. Yep, here we go. He's at a... Should let that head go down a little. <laughs> yeah, I choke on it. Yep. Yeah, so it's a mouthful. Yeah. So me being JB Bourbon, normally I have bourbon or some other kind of booze, but I'm a, off a 17-hour work day, and I drink a lot of coffee, so I got to stay hydrated. And I ain't going to drink White Claws because uh, I got to go with the masculine approach with the Bud Light Seltzer only because I got a hops allergy. So <laughs> we're going to go with Bud Light Seltzer and Mango here. Probably getting your vitamin C. Yeah, so it's, it's healthy too and hydrating. Mm-hmm. What does it taste like? Mango. It's <laughs> well, a healthy option. So before we get into it, uh, we're going to have a quick, uh, if you're not familiar with this, we got like a kind of a music theme intro song that we're going to play that goes with our theme. Hopefully you enjoy it. You want to pick your, pick your um, matches? Want to pick your... Um... Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. It's like, a, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, might as well get that done now that we can go right for it. So this is, we're doing a top 50 here, the... Um... I think the matches might. I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 19 matches. 19. Yeah. Golden matches, three. I'm gonna go with. I think only one golden match still. One golden match. And hey, speaking of golden matches, so golden matches is so if we got the same murder, same kill, whatever, death for the same number, which is uh, could happen with out of 50, you hear this sound for today's theme. Mortal Kombat. Was that Scorpion? 
I don't know. I just felt it off the interwebs. It sounded cool. And you remember uh, Scorpion on the game? He's cool. I'm more of a Sub-Zero. Yeah. Cold-hearted. Yeah. I hate your ass. So, yeah, so if you're playing at home, what Professor T and I do, we compare to see where we're at. So over-under, he's going with 19, just 19 matches across the board. Mm -hmm. That's being pretty generous. I'm going to go with uh, nine. Nine just regular matches. So, all right, so we got all our numbers here. So stay tuned, listen, see if we can cover the spread or not. You know, maybe crack open a cold beverage of your choice or... Crack open a tin of Grizzly and tip a Grizzly Wintergreen and go to town. Enjoy the show. So enjoy the music. The one we all been waiting for. Movie professors breaking down their top 50 movie kills. Starting with number 50. Professor T, what do you got? Number 50, movie called Into the Wild. Damn it, I thought about that. <laughs> right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Honorable so, mention. Not like it's a gruesome kill or anything like that, but based on true story, mm -hmm. uh, pretty, pretty fucking gruesome in that manner. You know, mm -hmm. like starvation, eating a fucking wild potato root and kind of I mean forget about it because I I did uh, I looked up something about that potato root it um, it causes you to not be able to digest any food mm -hmm. so I mean anything you take in I mean you, you just it just sits in your stomach but then again it, it gives you convulsing mm -hmm. and you're vomiting so he, I mean, yeah that kid was already in a bad spot too like because like how the story goes it's actually really interesting um, I haven't read the book but I saw like I don't know, some TV special on it or something, or a documentary. So I can't remember the kid's name. So he was about, what? Christopher McCandless. Chris, yeah, 30 years old, roughly, maybe, or no, mid-20s. He, he was 22, right? 20, 20, it was 22. I knew he was really young, though. So, yeah, like, he went all the way to, was it Alaska? Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, he, he hitchhikes his way to Alaska, and then just kind of goes with the clothes off his back. I like his survival idea, but then it's like, whoever dropped him, like, you don't got any, like, a fucking map or something? You know, that's all you got? I'm like, no, I'm good. And then, like, yeah, he was doing fine for a while, but he has no idea how, what kind of... Alaska's brutal, you know, yeah. so... I think, like, yeah, you can maybe you can maybe forge around for some berries, and you're lucky if you can... I mean, he, he was shooting some small game and stuff like that, but he didn't have any way to preserve any of the meat that he was getting, so, I mean... And, like, the water so like, so it's so... Be unpredictable like well unpredictable and harsh and mm. the river was a mm -hmm. his crossing point back mm. to the road to go back to home as he was planning to get out of there not, not to fucking keep babbling on about this but that's a first good one, but yeah in the springtime uh guess what well the snow's uh, melting and the that river is now uh about seven feet deeper than it was and mm. it's also raging like uh, a girl on her Special day, yeah, or a Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I was uh, uncrossable, and at What's that a good point pick. he was already starving. And once he ate that potato root, he was mm -hmm. history. But yeah. So number fifty for me, this one, I'm, I'm sure Troy can relate to this because a kid growing up watching this movie, <laughs> a Disney film. Oh fuck! No, it's good burp there. I got uh, 
Bambi's mom from Bambi for number 50. I know I know where you're going with it, but um, you don't. I, I, I didn't put that one in here. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, that's tragic. For a fucking Disney kids movie, movie. yeah, it's a dark. Movie. And that was a, was it, I don't know if it was the 30s or the 40s that came out or something. Maybe 60s at the. I can't tell. I can't remember. Uh, 40s. 40s because it was pretty old. But yeah, it's like what the. Like you see, it's not like they like show it, show it, but like the implication. Well, yeah, I mean they show the hunter, and they, I mean little. But, but let's yeah, like when you see that at five years old, that's gonna fuck with your head, like and it's like as an adult, you kind of see it now. Everything happens for a reason, and how conservation works, <laughs> it makes sense. But for a kid, well, you know, like when you're a kid, you don't understand the concept of death. Yeah. And then to see it in an animal animal form, which I think like kids relate to animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, some some people kind of still do, but. Mm-hmm. Dutchy, dutchy, dutchy. Yeah, like <laughs> we're surrounded by pussy here. Yeah, literally. Cat says. But yeah. Uh, felines. Traumatic, traumatic. Yeah. Gleeman. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you got for number, uh, uh, number 49? 40, 49. Uh, this one was pretty um, pretty intense. Not, not necessarily uh, going to be something that's going to be traumatic mm. or anything like that, but uh, the way it was shot, very intense because you... It came at the end of the movie, and you had uh, you were emotionally connected and mm. involved in the characters. Uh, the movie called Fury. So at the end of the movie, you know when they the, the tank kind of breaks mm. down, and then and they're stuck mm. on that road, and all of a sudden the SS battalion comes marching down the road, mm. and they're you know either mm. you take off or you stand your ground, and they decide to stand their ground and <laughs> and go up against this SS. I don't know, like 500 guys in this battalion, and there was only five of them. Odds aren't really in their favor, but they held their ground for as long as they could. Uh, it was uh, that was an emotional uh, scene. Mm. I thought very mm. well done. I watched it in the movie theater. I was actually, I mean, I, I, I felt some allergies were kicking up mm-hmm. in my eyeball. Yeah. Like, oh man, I hate that. This is uh, yeah, like kind of like Bambi's. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. Basically, same movie. <laughs> <laughs> so number. Uh, I kind of kept the kids theme going here a little bit because like seeing this around the same time frame being a kid I don't know like, for when I was a kid I want to say like Roger Rabbit was like one of my favorite movies like Who Framed Roger Rabbit rest in peace Bob Costas but mm-hmm. or no Bob Hoskins see I'm too tired that's what happens when you try to sleep into a podcast or no sleep rest in peace Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. yeah so yeah so Judge Doom you know Christopher Lloyd's Judge Doom like that was like a brutal death for like a kid's movie yeah. like you got the steamroller and then all of a sudden he gets melted in that stuff and it just how they, like the colors run down it's, it's all like rubbery and melty and looks like just blood and his eyes are bulged out and like like special effects are actually pretty good I mm. thought for 89 or whatever it was yeah I think oh, yeah, I saw it no I didn't have that one either uh, two for two for Disney huh mm-hmm. yeah I just realized that yeah <laughs> Disney then the evil bastards yeah now they are uh, yeah yeah mm. They pay you to go there now. <laughs> You're just giving vacations away. All you gotta do is say the key word. Yep. Transgender. Mm-hmm. Bring it free pass. Oh, you all right. <laughs> Seventy-six genders. You. Just kidding. Yeah. <coughs> I gotta take a swig of bolt. Yeah, I think I'll have some mango. You ever get any of them when you eat these almond? Uh, M Ms. You ever get that damn? Sometimes they do. Shell in your throat. You gotta, gotta chew your nuts a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Number forty-eight for me. You might have this one. I think I think you might have this one, but uh, pretty pretty um, iconic. 
uh, death scene. Um, movie called Thelma and Louise. They take that car at the mm -hmm. end of the movie, and they're like, the, the, oh, best friends and on the road and kind of outlaws. They, they have the, it's at the Grand Canyon, and their hands kind of go across, and then like the music plays, and then like how it stops mid-frame, credits. Yeah. Honorable mention, but I, this is how I justify not put it in there. I'm like, did they make it? Did they not make it? You don't know. <laughs> you know? Well, so my they made cars that, different back then. That thing could have took a licking. I mean, it ain't no Nissan. Anyway, I saw it happen to Heavily Kid, though. That didn't work out, but um, uh, that was a little different. Well, you got to think, two cars back then, they were a lot heavier. Yeah. So. Well. But, but I don't know. Just because. long they, Yeah, they had some speed, though, going there, and they looked like they were flying pretty good. So my theory was, oh, they made it, man. Because that's how, like, the ending, like, no. I got to go with the happy ending. Mm. Ah, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pervert. I think you can go down the block and there's mm. a massage parlor. You want that? Mm hmm. Actually, shut that down. Like some about Tubuku? Uh, Asian persuasion? Mm hmm. So, so, for me, number 48, some Michael Douglas film. Uh, this one had a traumatic scene to the bunny rabbit. Getting put in the pot for a stew. So, Fatal Attraction is a movie. <laughs> yeah, with Glenn Close. So, yeah. so Michael. Douglas around this time for for movies just just a star and like pretty much he just he's just a uh, ladies man he's always banging everybody so long story short uh, Michael Douglas is unfaithful with his wife he hooks up with Glenn Close who's a nymphomaniac but she is like a legit example of somebody with a borderline disorder of some sort and she's a it's like the Buck Cherry song crazy bitch fuck mm. so good I'm on time no anyway but yeah so it's uh, like it's good to be it's hot and heavy and then he's like obviously he loves his wife he's not gonna leave his wife and well she ain't gonna be ignored you know so i think they were i don't know if they were like a different like a house or something on the country or something a cottage or something i don't know like that and uh so, like he's like i think he pushed her in that mirror and then like she you know like she gets stabbed or something like that and he thinks she's dead and he's trying to rescue his wife who he thinks white drowning in the tub and then glenn close gets back up and she's about to kill him and then the, his wife that he cheated on pulls out the handgun, boom, Alex gets shot. So, but it was just how it played out like that quick, quick, bang, bang. And like, oh man, I probably should put the bunny there instead though. That was more like traumatic <laughs> probably because. I was waiting for like, I'm like, oh, you're not talking about the bunny anymore. You just brought it up. But no, yeah, like this honorable mention, but yeah, no, it's just how yeah, that scene all played out. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, Fatal Attractions, number forty-seven for me. <clears throat> a movie that's made uh, many of many a list on the, our on our podcast before. Um, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I got the end of the fight fight scene mm. between uh, Patrick Swayze and um, oh man, what's that guy's name? Uh, I can't think of the actor's uh, real name right now, but <clears throat> remember when they're fighting and he he's like. I used to fuck Look, guys like, like you in prison. prison. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, talk about. Oh yeah, that was straight savage move. That was like, I, even though this wasn't like, let's say if Mortal Kombat was around back then, it'd be like, <laughs> boom, throat ripped out. You know, yep. supposedly he did it in the past, and he was trying to like move hmm. move on, uh, and that's how like in the movie they're like, well, you know, I just. He was faced with a guy putting a gun to his head and he ripped his throat out. That was the rumor. And so at the end of the movie, he's fighting this guy and uh, he ends up getting a gun pulled on him in the fight and pff, he kicks the gun out of his hand and grabs the guy by the throat and rips his damn thorax right out. Oh, and yeah. And kicks him in the water. <laughs> but pretty badass. I thought that was, a, that was a cool way to 
That was, yeah, it was epic. Yeah, ain't no coming back from that unless you want one of them voice boxes. I don't even think he, uh, he fucking killed them, so I mean, no, he yeah. didn't. Yeah. He didn't even have one of them. Yeah. So I got a, I know this is one of your favorite movies. Like, horror movies, that is. Oh, yeah. So Friday the 13th, part eight. Part eight? Part eight, you know, the Manhattan. Oh, okay. So I got Julius versus Jason. <laughs> the boxing scene, because yeah. they're sitting on the rooftop. And this dude just like Jason just sitting there like whatever like guys just going to town yeah. doing all these like nothing crazy it's but like like dude you're putting all your energy in this like and like Jason just sitting there like something ain't gonna end well here and then I don't know Jason waits till he gets tired and it was like Kale with like one punch punched his head clear off I remember like boom and the head landed in the dumpster on the street and I'm like it's like it's corny in yeah. a little bit but I'm like oh, that was that. like that, how it stick like that's mm. yeah. I don't want to, you know, I, I didn't put that particular one in here. It was it was written down on a larger list that I condensed this one from, but because um, I didn't want to get carried away with certain uh, themes and certain movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that one that one that one was definitely a, a cool a cool kill. Yeah. Even though that, the rest of that movie is pretty much uh, horrible. But so if you want to save your time from that movie, that <laughs> soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack. YouTube it. Yeah, you can YouTube's it. Just Jason versus Julius or Julius versus Jason. Yeah. You're not going to regret that four minutes. Yeah, and forty-three uh, seconds. That's why I mean, a good if 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 you can't really fight much, let your opponent punch himself out, tire himself out. Well, that's the thing. Like like, you know, that's just yeah, Hollywood humor. Like that's how guys get gassed too that don't have no fighting experience. Like, I used to guys get like tired out. Like if you don't have like good cardio skills and like just pace yourself, dude, that's how you get your ass kicked, man. Yeah, uh, my my head would probably be in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Ten years ago, I might have a chance. Yeah. I would be like, "Hey, look over there, Elvis Presley." Yeah. Then, oh, yeah. gotcha. All right, you're up. Number forty-six for me. Um, great movie. Uh, death scene, pretty pretty emotional because you kind of like feel for the old guy, but um, especially when they show the scene. But Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. You got uh, yeah. Brooks. You know, I know that's an honorable mention, yeah, because he's—that's the perfect example. If I'm institutionalized, that's how you just took the words out of my mouth. Institutionalized. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah, I saw that movie again as a kid and didn't register with me. And then from my life experience in different jobs, yep, that makes sense. It's a sad. It's even worse now. Mm-hmm. I remember like him doing a voiceover, you know, because he's an old guy. He's been in for so long. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand the world uh, when he gets out. It's like the, he gets a job at that grocery store, yeah. at the foodway, mm-hmm. and he goes. He's like stressed out about things. He's like, "Oh, maybe I should get a gun and rob the food foodway. Mm-hmm. I could shoot my boss." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "That would be a bonus," because <laughs> he's like, "I can't stand his boss." <laughs> but it's sad. But I mean, it's kind of funny. But then he ends up hanging himself in uh, in his mm-hmm. room. Uh, it's it is because it's like, in a way, like because it's like just because I think somebody does their time in prison. They serve their debt to society, so it's like, you know, like, I, so I do feel for him a little bit because he did his time. Okay, we sent some of this, and now that happens. Yeah, well, especially back in the day. I mean, how much rehabilitation was he getting? Well, yeah, Shawshank, yeah, you know, yeah, mental health. Days, yeah, now maybe. Yeah, mental health was not taken seriously. Like in a way, it's like that's when like the uh, uh, mental health facilities or hot mental hospitals were a booming thing in society, where like. We don't know what to just fuck it, throw them in there, lock away, you know, put them away, you know, lock them away, throw away the key, and 
then obviously now more so it's like the opposite effect now everybody like those aren't a thing anymore because the state funding and now they just throw them in prison without there being mental health care so yep it's, it's sad but uh, so moving on I, this might cheer you up for a humorous death <laughs> it's a christmas movie oh I uh, i know you can do the voice pretty good for Deagle, deagle, deagle. <laughs> <laughs> so number number 46, I got Mrs. Deagle launched. Dude, I got it. For what number? I, I, for number 34. That That's close. That's good. That's, so we got one match so far. Yeah, I love that. That was awesome. Deagle, deagle, deagle. Yeah, because she's coming down the that chairlift. <laughs> yeah, like well, just... they're like uh, outside and yeah. they're like at her house and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And they see the sign of Deagle, you know, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Deagle, and they're like, Deagle, Deagle, Deagle. <laughs> It's they funny. go in and she's got all them cats in the house. Mm -hmm. They jerry-rig up her chairlift by splicing a few wires and like probably putting the mixture real rich. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she, yeah. <laughs> she was running on that uh, two-in-one oil, but yeah, uh, she goes and sits in it and well, that thing just takes it, off and goes, uh, flies out the window. and So it went from uh, like 1.4 miles an hour <laughs> to, yeah, 50. <laughs> yeah, nice thing. That's the nice thing about electricity like if you know how to wire shit right there's a lot of torque with electric motors so. i hate to say it but she deserved it yeah she was a bitch she was the town crotch she like before like this bitch yep before we were like mrs deagle uh if you don't know gremlins or nothing i think troy would agree with this she is what we'd call modern day karen she was a karen for that you know town yeah absolutely yeah, this just instead of saying Karen's, you're just you're just a Mrs. Deagle. Yeah, that's what we should do. Instead, of, we're taking Karen back, everybody. We're gonna mm -hmm. take Karen back. Like Karen, that's funny, that's great. But now, I'll say if you got like a Karen in your face, oh, I'm calling the cops, or I'm doing that, or you shouldn't say that. One of them, you should <laughs> just say, "Stop being a Mrs. Deagle," or "Mrs. Yeah. Deagle, calm down." Or you just go Deagle, Deagle. Deagle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the sad part is like, like. You gotta have dry humor to understand, like, oh, like, no, probably, like, our listeners' base is not the big that we want it to be yet, but we got, we're getting there, we're climbing. Well, I'm just glad we matched one. Yeah, so I bet, wait till one of our listeners go, oh, Deagle, 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 Deagle. some old bitch. <laughs> oh, fuck, I hope they do. So you're email, email us with any Deagles, comments, and <laughs> mm -hmm. gripes. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Christmas movies. Tis the season. Yep. I got uh, number 45. Um, maybe one of the uh, most iconic uh, last last words, most quotable words in a movie uh, from the original first or the first Die Hard movie. I got Hans's death off of the Nakatomi Tower. Yeah. And granted, the special effects are really really bad, mm -hmm. you know, and they sh they film it in slow motion, what makes it worse. But uh, you know, just I thought, man, this, hmm. I mean, what what a way to kill him, you know, like. You're yeah. at the 88th floor of the Nakatomi Tower, and yippee ki yay, motherfucker, <laughs> you know, like... Cowboy. Bill Clay. <laughs> now to use a gun there, uh, Bill. <laughs> uh, one, one week in uh, survival camp training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, he was pretty versatile. Where are my detonators? <laughs> Like, he was like, even though, like, like, inside the movie, like, he's like, how he just switches roles because John McClane don't know him. Mm -hmm. Like, he just, like, that like, that was pretty amazing acting skills, how he switches from being the bad guy to playing, oh, uh, I'm gonna, play. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, I do have that movie, but there's a discrepancy. Oh. So, like, you gotta know me, and, uh, because. 
I think Die Hard is my number one Christmas movie. I'm going to have it for number five. Hans Gruber off. We'll never forget Nakatomi Plaza, yeah. 1988. Yep. So we're, what, we got two matches? Yep. But we're two for, for two to get, like, two in a row here. So we're getting a roll. For any of you movie uh, buffs out there, Nakatomi Tower uh, serves as the Fox Movie Tower now, where in, they make uh, Fox Studios. In Century City, Los Angeles, California. And if you check down in the basement, maybe uh, Argyle's down there in the limo when he should have been uh, paying attention to John, but he's uh, trying to talk to his girlfriend and listening to Run DMC. Mm-hmm. I, I blame everything on Argyle. Yeah. <laughs> I think, wasn't it his first day on the job, too? No. Nah. Oh, I couldn't nah. remember. So, you know, we, I just want to mention is, you know, I hope you guys are, you know, enjoying the show here as we go into rants and hopefully get a good laugh. But like I said, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. We do care about, you know, providing you guys with something that's entertaining, quality, something you want to listen to, or just give you a good laugh. That's what we're here for. So just give us an email. Like I said, movieprofessors at gmx.com. You could run free swag from the Sada City Studios and get some good shit, let me mm. tell you. So... All right, so was it on, it's on me now. Yep. This is like this is like a bit death kill thing, but there's so many to pick with this whole series. Um, it's a ZKOTW, a zombie kill of the week from uh, Zombieland Double Tap. I got the piano smash. So uh, I can't remember her name. Was, like it was like a quick thing. The one when, off the roof. One? Yeah, like it was a. But that, that was pretty brutal at the end of that movie. You're talking about that one. That was like right in the opening scene. Yeah, right? it's like oh yeah, where he's like, was it Jesse Eisenberg is his yeah. name? Yeah, he's, he's breaking down all like the kills and yeah. stuff. That was cool with the like that like the what do you call that thing with the combine where they're like bailing up zombies. I thought that was like honorable mention, but I'm like, I just like how that yeah like the zombies chasing that nun. She goes pulls the cord right by the church, bam, piano down. Yeah, they did, uh, one thing I did I I didn't um, pick that one, but um, I think I was saying Zombieland might have been one of the first movies where they started using that really super slow motion. Um, the high-speed um, close-ups and stuff for, like, mm-hmm. special effects. I thought that was pretty cool that they did that, especially with a zombie movie. You can't beat that. Mm-hmm. With the blood and pus and shit flying all over. I definitely like Zombieland Double Tap. I thought, like, for... Because most sequels suck, but overall, I thought it still had its humor to it for the most part. It's not like the original, but it's... it's yeah, Like, you're happy with what you see. You're not disappointed. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any zombie lands in mine. I almost had one. Mm-hmm. Not that one, though. Uh, not that so one. disclaimer about the original zombie land, like how he's on the everlasting quest for this. Uh, some people look for the fountain youth. He's looking for a Twinkie, right? Mm-hmm. Twinkies, though, not after when it's like the expiration date, a little bit past. Yeah, they look perfectly intact. They taste like shit. It's not, wor- it's not worth going halfway across the country, risking your life, killing zombies and shit for a fucking Twinkie. You know, I'm sorry. It's not as much as I like my Twinkies. Nope, you gotta move on. Mm-hmm. You gotta sell from the fucking coconuts you found at the beginning of the movie for the pink ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one you might have. Might have this one. Mm-hmm. Number 46. I got the movie Scarface. Oh, I do have a Scarface in here. I got Tony Montana's coked out last stand. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He buries mm-hmm. his face in a rod. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably about 17 pounds of coke. Yeah, and that's just like... You, every, you do that, you can probably take 15, 20 rounds and keep going. Uh, yeah, fight some, fighting some Colombians. You know, yeah. I, I always said Colombians. <laughs> what gets me about, like, Tony Montana, too, like, because, like, beginning of the movie, that dude, he he's crafty, he's savvy, 
He's playing the game like chess, make, why did he make his move to start his empire? Guy's got it going on. Begin the movie too. What do they tell you? Don't get high in your own supply. Yep, Michelle Pfeiffer says that. Don't do it. And it makes sense because, yeah, that's how either you're a dealer or you're just a, yeah, just another user. And obviously he gets well, too big for his britches and it's like, just all the time. That, coupled with the fact that he had his eye on Michelle Pfeiffer, probably sealed his fate as well. You got to look in your eyes that you haven't fucked in a year. Uh, hey, Jose, <laughs> who and when and how I fuck is none of your business. Oh, now you're talking to me. That yeah. I like. <laughs> Keep it up. Yeah. Hashtag pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> Best. Where you get that scar, Troy? Eating pineapple? Why don't I get a scar like this? Eating pineapple, man. <laughs> That's the TV version if you haven't listened to our shows. That's the edited yeah, yeah. version. The rated R version. Mm, it's it's a, like another... Like, easy like a cats. term for cats, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have that one? No, no I got it. Oh, okay. that, that was definitely... Because like, the thing is, I got a Scarface one, but... I got another one because I, I kind of I don't want to bury it with Scarface shit. Wow. So it's oh, like. Oh yeah, you could probably have about ten kills in it. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of good ones. I got I got one. I got a reason behind when I picked the one I got. Oh. Because I, I I had to watch that scene over and over a couple times and to like oh okay I, I picked out like some subliminal stuff maybe I'm reading too much into it but I'll explain it to when I get to it. Mm-hmm. So this one's a, a humorous one. From I call it Dante's Inferno, but so Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> dumb and dumber. This is this is hilarious. So, uh, if you don't know the premise of Dumb and Dumber, uh, Jim Carrey get out, get out now. Yeah. So <laughs> Jim Carrey's limo driver, and he's he brings like the beginning. He brings Lauren Holly to the airport. Her husband was kidnapped or kidnapped. How you say it? Or man-napped? Maybe would be the proper nomenclature. So she has she has this briefcase. She leaves it at this airport like she's supposed to because that's what these tipmen or crooks wanted. And then Jim Carrey sees her drop it and thinking it was like a legitimate thing. So, you know, he grabs it and then he has like this uh, big overweight like hitman guy and some female. Like they're trying to take these guys out because they um, have the, the, the briefcase, even though Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels did the movie have no idea what the hell's going on. So they do this ploy, these bad guys or hitmen, whatever you call them, or thugs or anyways, they, they, they pull this, their car's broken down on the side of the road. So the guy flags him down. Oh, and then he gives him a ride. They stop at this Dante's Inferno, which is a some kind of spicy food place or something, maybe south of the border. And when he goes <laughs> to the bathroom, this guy, they just think it's funny to load his sandwich full of like cayenne peppers, whatever was on the bar, and they just load it up. And then like, he go. Then when he came back, he's like, "Oh, let's heat up." So he starts eating, and then he has a big reaction because he has some a stomach ulcer. You find out in the scene, he's like, "Oh my ulcer, my ulcer!" And I get, like, get my meds, sir. Get my meds. And then the thing is, he had cyanide tablets on him too because he was going to poison these guys. Well, as they're trying to find these pills, though, get back to like this is a good CPR training video for laughing because he's like on the ground and like Jim Carrey's like pull like I'm, I know CPR. And then, like, he's pulling, like, legs and in and out, like, an accordion. In with the good, out with the bad, in with the good, out with the bad. And then he's, like, trying to, like, blow in his mouth. And the guy's, like, kind of trying to push him off. I'm trying to save you. Just relax or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then they give him some pills, which they accidentally grab. Uh, Jeff Daniels grabs a cyanide pill. And like, oh, pills are good. Pills are good. And he just jam them down his mouth like that. And then he's feeling relaxed for a second. Like, okay, I got my ulcer medication. And then he sees it's a black bottle and he croaks. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was a good scene. Uh, you um, you don't know whose uh, whose briefcase that is? 
Huh, why don't you eat up and we'll tell you? Uh, <laughs> slippy, swami, slappy. Samsonite, that's it. That was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Mm. Brings me to number. I don't have that dumb and dumber though. That figure. That's like that's my left right. field. No, you know that's, that's that's why this show is good because oops, the, expect sorry. the unexpected. Because if we did the same stuff, like oh, I got it for this number, I got it for this number, the same shit, you'd be like these. Oh, that was a seltzer shifting in the box, or maybe one of them poultry guys. I don't know. So, yeah. So yeah, because we figured if we had all like the same shit, we're like we we got the same interest, but we're opposite at the same time because we like to give you just all sorts of goodies and knowledge and useless stuff or something for a good laugh because if we had the same shit you'd turn us off right away yeah you're like oh okay he had it for number five he had it for number seven oh that's fucking stupid you know yeah. really boring they got the same thing how creative so that's why we we don't discuss this beforehand sometimes when we see each other in passing we'll text each other to call each other and give us the, like just a kind of a we'll give our each we'll other around like we'll a, around yeah but we don't finish we don't come to a conclusion <laughs> um yeah, but we kind of give it, we give teasers to each other sometimes, like, oh, I got this, so that might fuck with their head. Like, is he going to put that in there? Is he not? Sometimes I'll say something to him, or he'll say something to me, and it's not even on our list. Like, right. one guy will write it down, so you never know what you get when it comes to movie professors. Well, if you work third shift the night before, and you're dog-ass tired, and you change your lineup about 12 times. Yeah, and you did this lift set at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> this one, um, I don't know, you might, you might have it, you might not, but uh, it's... Um, it was an intense scene, because you kind of felt bad for the guy too in the movie, in Full Metal Jacket. I got I, I got I got Gomer Pyle uh, blowing his head off. Okay, I was like I don't have that, but I was close because I was thinking when you said that when uh, Arlie Emery, Ermy or Emery, I was it just yeah he gets killed yeah and then but no yeah oh Gomer Pyle's was worse because like he's on the John blew that I mean, fucking you know how it is in boot camp you, you some someone in there is just a. They're constantly getting harassed. It's like, man, I don't even know how it'd be. I mean, probably can't do it half that shit nowadays. But, no, like, um, it's it's um, from, like, when you went in to when I went in to now. Now I know it's, it's a joke now, a little bit. I'm sorry. But, like, it's not like it was, like, terribly easy for him. But, yeah, they, they fucked with us all the time, 24-7. There was, like, fire drills all the fucking time every night. Or bring all your shit out of your wall locker. Bring it back down. Bring it back up. Funny story, though. This was, like, because I could go on all day, like, basic training stories and fuck fuck games and all that stuff and get some good laughs. Maybe we could do a special show for that sometime, our experiences in boot camp. But, uh, so job training, when I was in job training for the Army. Uh, so I, I did basic at Fort Leonard Wood, the land that God forgot. A lot of copperheads there, had a good time there. So I went to Relax in Jackson, as they call it, for job training. And I'm like, oh, that's what I hear. And no shit, it was relaxed. No disrespect if you went there, I appreciate your service, but like how the caliber there of what they trained wasn't impressed. But anyway, so <laughs> I was in fire guard. Like, I think, I, I can't remember what shift I had. I, like, right before... I think I had the shit one right like the one hour before you wake up kind of thing or the one in the, right before that where it's just like you go back to it and you gotta wake up right away. So uh, Was it co-ed? Job training? I Like basic and job training were co-ed. Like I had probably more females in basic and then AIT at Jackson. We only had like four females because we were, I was a mechanic for all wheel vehicles and um, anyways like we didn't have like we only had a few drill sergeants in AIT not much which was kind of nice but it was just a NCO on duty and he's doing his rounds to make sure nobody's sleeping and then all of a sudden like you hear like I didn't so I, this is how it goes like me and this other guy we're just sitting here like okay this sucks hold up there's another cockroach crush it you know that, yeah that was for effect but, so anyways uh, <laughs> we're just sitting here trying to stay awake and then all of a sudden we hear like 
this guy put like the fear of God in everybody. Like, like, like there's some kind of like, like domestic attack going on or something. Like there's some kind of bomb threat in Polish or however you word it. I can't remember. It was like this was like 15 years ago. But he put the fear of God in everybody. And then you can hear just like just the barracks just going nuts and shit and everybody getting up. And then he comes to me, another guy, like, hey, no, 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 just let you know. I caught some motherfucker sleeping upstairs, and I'm just trying to, like, wake everybody fucking up, because you're going you're gonna to fucking pay when you sleep on fucking fire, guy. Everybody's going to fucking pay, but just make sure nobody jumps to the, when the windows, please. We got to be there, but it was, like, just a chaos, too. Like, like, he, like, like, I was like, well, okay, I'm glad there's no bomb threat or no domestic terrorist attack going or something or something that's getting bombed from somebody, but it was just funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody's freaking the fuck out. So yeah, don't fall asleep on fire guard. You get fucked up. Yeah, um, well, I want to bore our listeners with uh, any boot camp stories. I mean, we could do that for a later show. But I think we should do uh, maybe <laughs> just like a special. Because I do have, edition. I have actually two, yeah. uh, two kind of funny stories. But uh, no, back to the back to that Full Metal Jacket. Um, so this guy Gomer Pyle, he's he's the biggest fuck up in in mm-hmm. in, in their uh, in their unit. He. Uh, I mean, everyone's getting ridiculed from the drill instructor, or but he gets it. He gets it mm. worse, and he just can't do anything right. And uh, there's a, a the part in the movie that where he actually snaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's you can see him. He actually starts to kind of soldier up, and he's like getting his shit together. Yeah, he's figuring it out, but he's so gone. Like he's already in his mm-hmm. mind. He's he's made up what he's gonna do. Like he's he's fucked in the head. <laughs> he's checked out. Uh, these mm-hmm. guys are getting ready to go to Vietnam. You know, so you get your orders. Fucking nah. You forget your fucking name. Oh, 0500, you made it. And he's going to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So, like, the last night before they ship out, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Modine is um, private joker. And Who he's doing Firewatch. John Wayne. <laughs> that me. <laughs> Who the fuck said that? Who's the little slimy, comical, twinkle-toed cock? Mm-hmm. They just signed his own death warrant. <laughs> but uh, he finds Gomer Pyle in the bathroom. And uh, he's got a loaded, loaded uh, rifle in mm-hmm. the bathroom. Yeah. And... Uh, Oh, he's in there just saying his, uh, basically saying his last uh, hurrah. Yeah. And uh, the drill sergeant comes comes in and and um, he's locked and loaded. I didn't think when I first watched that movie, I didn't think I thought yeah he's gonna kill the drill instructor because he's the one that was picking on him the whole time. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was gonna take his own life though. Mm-hmm. So when he did that, I was like, wow. That, that was yeah. That was so like it was shocking. The first the, time. That was graphic. Too. Very graphic. Yeah. You know like. I think they had like one of those pneumatic. It's like scanners almost. Uh, cannon. <gasps> they shot a bunch of like, mm-hmm. you know, food particled oatmeal and meat chunks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It smacked against the back of the wall the same time the squib went off. Mm-hmm. Looks really, really realistic. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you shoot yourself in the mouth. I mean, there's going to be a lot more damage than mm-hmm. what they show, but I mean. I was going to say, I'm drawing a blank. So it was a mini four, or I mean, uh, yeah, it was an M- M- M14 or probably M1 Grand. So either it was uh, thirty odd six or seven six two. Either way, it's gonna blow your fucking yeah. 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 Seven six two full metal jacket. Yeah, seven six two by fifty four. <laughs> yeah, I think more like who? <laughs> That's what I think we should do though. Maybe for listeners, if you're interested in hearing their boot camp stories and uh, oh well, you all know, the fuckery. Next month is July. We could do uh, best military movies, then we could just segue yeah, our yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe we'll do that. So there you go. Spoiler: We'll do our best. Yeah, you know, military movies ever made. And then uh, I think what we'll do is maybe keep it 25 or so, just because... Uh, no segue stories. No yeah. segue, yeah. And then we'll throw in maybe some stories, you know, about drill sergeants or, you know, wherever you're, you're active duty stations. Times uh, when I snuck off uh, mm-hmm. and my people. Yeah. 
Early. You know, when you're 18, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Or, yeah, shit, that's how I got hooked on chewing tobacco, too, when I was 17, you know. Right. Like, yeah, it's like, because the nice thing was, like, the job training, like, I was like, like I don't want to volunteer for shit. Because I remember how base training, you don't volunteer for a fucking thing. And, uh, like, the other guy's like, no, no, you want to go off. Like, you want to go off, like, for this, <laughs> you know, whatever, to dig a hole. Whatever, some stupid fucking maintenance or whatever they, they tomfoolery or fuckery they can give us. So, yeah, I was with these guys that were there for a while, and then like, like no, 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 Sarge, Sarge, let's just do cha. And I'm like, well, what, what, I don't know what that is. And he had like skull, like, I don't know, it was apple, no, it was apple or it was like a limey thing. No, I think it was skull apple. I can't remember. And I'm like, all right. And I never really did cha before. Took a while. I'm like, oh, holy fuck, <laughs> you know. So kind of got me hooked on that. But anyway, so next month we'll do our top 25 military movies. Hashtag America. And then keeping her moving for time's sake, this is from Halloween 5 I got here for number mm. 43. And how about I coin this term is? Because I saw this at a younger age, so it stuck in my head. And uh, I, I haven't seen this movie probably since the 90s. And uh, like I Googled what I remembered, and I got this exact scene. I watched it, and I'm like, yep, I remember it. So I got, I call it, I got the DP. It's called the DP Pitchfork <laughs> Spits and Samantha Halloween 5. So... I've got young teenagers just having a good time in the barn, you know, coming into their own, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. And why I say DP is so because Spitz is obviously going down on his girl. I don't know if they're using protection or not. Maybe that's why you got to use protection when you get a pitchfork in your back. So his Spitz is going to Spitz is going to town on Samantha. Pitchfork comes right in the back as he's banging her, and mm -hmm. so I was like, so he's in, you know, doing his thing with her, and the pitchfork hashtag DP double penetration. Right. So and talk about getting forked while you're fucked. Yeah. In double forking. So after he's done like forking Spitz, who was fucking, then like us, like she said, ah, you know, whatever they do in the you know 80s and shit, scream, you know, tits hanging out because that's that's how Hollywood is, you know, and that's just sack boobs, blood, and nonsense. That's what sells. God bless. America. So then she gets the scythe, though, too, right after that. She got that scythe mm -hmm. or a sickle. Same mm -hmm. thing. Right. At, so DP, pitchfork, Halloween yeah. 5. A good, a funny, a funny scene in that one is uh, remember that guy who's got the car? <laughs> I don't know what was the Camaro or some shit. He's got yeah. the fancy car that kind of greaser. I had a pussy magnet in it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember he pulls up to the liquor store and he's like fixing his hair or whatever, and Michael Mars comes up behind him. He's got the. the mm three-tongued little gardening rake or whatever, mm -hmm. and he smashes on the back of his car, and he scratches the shit out of it for, like, the whole length of the car. And the guy's in the in the driver's seat, he's like, what the fuck? Who the fucking dead, man? He gets out of the car, and he's, like, face-to-face -face with Michael Myers, and he's like, what the fuck? And then he just gets that like, yeah. gardening thing right in the forehead, and I'm like, dude. Just... You never disrespect another man's car, though. I can relate. Uh, you do if you're Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Like, just do what you want. Mm -hmm. Speaking of cars, number 42 for me. Yeah, this probably an honorable mention for me that on my list, but I think I already know where you're going. Death Proof. I know you don't like oh. I know you don't like Quentin Tarantino, maybe, but... Maybe he might be in here somewhere. Oh. Well, this movie was called Death Proof with Stuntman Mike. I heard it. Was, heard good things about it. I actually got some pretty good reviews. And uh, it's, the, it's the car scene when... Uh, well, obviously, but there's a, a pretty much a lot of car scenes. But in the beginning, when he's introduced and stuff like that, he's just hanging out in the bar, and these girls are there partying and stuff like that. And he's eating nachos, and he's older, and they're kind of a younger, uh, younger group of girls. Boathouse. Yep, boathouse. Boathouse Pilsner, sorry. That's what the purpose and, brought to you by. You're welcome. Oh, shit. <laughs> sorry about that. What a fucked your <laughs> mic there. 
testing. Yeah. We don't drink much, but we do. We make complete fucking asses <laughs> of ourselves. But uh, so one of the girls in this group, uh, he kind of uh, offers her to give her a ride. <laughs> and uh, she gets in his car or whatever. And in, in, in his car, it's split. Like the driver's seat and passenger seat are split. The the driver's seat is like normal driver's seat. And he's mm. a stunt man. So it's got the uh, basically racing seat, mm. racing uh, belt. And on the other side, the passenger side, there's a plexiglass divider, mm -hmm. and there is no seat. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, reinforced, uh, you know, bars and uh, solid metal floor. There, so she's like, "Whoa!" It's like riding a squad like, car. Oh, I'm a stunt man. This is a stunt car. Mm. Uh, she's like, "Oh, okay." She doesn't think nothing of it. They start going down the road or whatever, and he gets to a stop sign, and uh, he's like, "Well, I got two choices right now. Do you want to go left or do you want to go right?" And she's like, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm going right. And he goes, hmm, you know, you really should have said left. He's like, uh, remember when I said that uh, you don't have nothing to worry about? Well, right about now is when you should start worrying. And he's got a look on his face mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're fucked. And he just throws it into gears, peels out of there. He's going all over the road just... And she's bouncing off the bars and off the plexiglass. <laughs> he's like hitting her. She's smashing her head off the uh, dashboard and everything like that. Basically, it kills her just by getting bounced around mm. in the passenger seat mm. in that little kind of. Uh, so that's why it's called death proof. His car is death proof. But he goes, you really need to be sitting in this seat for it to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's. Uh, like, you think of that like what a dumb bitch because like if you offered candy maybe maybe i'd go in the car you know <laughs> something or a puppy yeah. Like, oh like yeah i'll get in your weird fucking car sure got yeah. candy but no she's like oh okay and yeah look what happens well when you're drinking i mean yeah you know, your innovation are... you stay off the amazons when you're drinking <laughs> he did have a sweet jacket though yeah. that it was like a, one of them satin jackets mm. that said icy hot on yeah. the back <laughs> from the 80s pretty cool or 70s maybe i don't know it's pretty sweet. Yeah. So for me here, this one got mentioned. I don't know what show somewhere. I know we mentioned this one because this scene resonates with me and it's hilarious. I don't remember the kid's name at the end, but it's just a bit part death. Um, this whole series, you could do like probably break every death in this whole series from Final Destination 2. This is from the, I got the BBQ boom, you know, because at the end of the movie, everybody that survived all the shenanigans, the nonsense, explosions and mother nature or whatever trying to kill everybody and, and it's like that was it like they had the cop and they're all sitting to pick the table he's like oh you know you should be careful that you know you poke your eye out or something like that and then like this younger teenage guy goes like oh hey tyler why don't you go check the grill whatever his name is i don't remember and then they're just kind of like laughing about whatever and then somebody said something where they all kind of all stop for a second like wait a second we're not safe anymore and then you're boom and there's body parts flying, and then like the movie ends like with like I don't know like a leg or an arm just laying on the table, and she's like Tyler, or whatever the fucking kid's name, I can't remember. It's just hilarious. Yeah. You could YouTube like BBQ Boom, like F Final Destination Two, and YouTube you get the scene and laugh too. Man, they must have been using some strong kinks for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of which, if you're gonna do your charcoal right, since I'm a charcoal expert, a lot of people My are. Here like, goes. Yeah. No. This is the. <laughs> For real, like you, I see people like, oh, you gotta use this chimney thing, or whatever, or you gotta use this or that. No, pretty simple. If you, you're not an expert with charcoal, but I think charcoal has better flavor. I got a charcoal grill. All you gotta do is just do a little volcano thing on the bottom there, like this, kind of make a pyramid. 
Get your lighter fluid, king's fruit, whatever. Douse it out pretty good. Psh, match. Psh, make sure your vents are open. Get some airflow. Let it sit for 20, 30 minutes. They'll be starting to gray up. You kind of spread them out a little bit. You're ready to cook and kick ass. You don't need no fucking chimney. Be a man. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. Fucking A laying it down. Mm -hmm. We'll have to have a whole grilling episode. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> okay. I'm on number 41. Mm-hmm. Movie is Total Recall. Oh. So there's a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of funny deaths and I'd say funny death, but yeah, there's a, like catchy, the, I guess. Like rememberable, humorous. So anytime you got Arnold in a movie, uh, do it now. <laughs> so the one the one that I chose for for this list was uh you remember the the Benny? Mm -hmm. Remember Benny when he's like going through the underground tunnel, he's got that damn rock uh, greater vehicle mm. or whatever, mm. and he's running down uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and chick. And he's Mars. like, yeah. I'm going to get you. Come on, I'm going to crush you. Or, no, that's Benny. I'm doing Arnold. Mm -hmm. Benny's saying, I'm going to crush you up. I'm going to grind you up, sucker. I'm going to get you. Well, Arnold's got this uh, pneumatic like drill, yeah. this long-ass bit for like drilling into like concrete mm -hmm. or I got whatever rock is on Mars, yeah. I guess. Mars but, rock. Yeah, Mars oh, rock. Space rocks. Yeah, oh. where do they get candy bars? Yep, and he like goes around the side of this vehicle, and he sticks it in, and he starts drilling in the side of the vehicle. Yeah. And Benny's like, "Come on, where are you, sucker? Where are you, sucker?" And all of a sudden, he hears that drill coming through the side of the vehicle, and it gets him in the side and whatever. And Arnold Schwarzenegger gives the best line mm. to the kill as he's as he's you know sticking him with mm. that drill. He goes, "Screw you!" Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect, fucking like that's good. Great finishing uh, move and finishing line. I got something more simplistic from Total Recall. Oh, no. Sorry. That was good, though, yeah. I got something more simplistic from Total Recall. I got a couple to go from here, so I'll just wait till we get there. You got Oh, you got some Total Recalls? Yeah, from the Arnold one. Are we putting it down as a match? Should we put it, should we put it at 0.5? Fuck that half shit. For movies, you want to do it a match? Yeah. Just for fantasy point value? Yeah. Oh, I guess, okay, if we're going to do Total Recall, we'll call it, just to call it a match then for... The, try to get your, our numbers up here to cover the spread. Yeah. I want a divorce. You know? <laughs> Consider it the divorce. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I like how, like, yeah, she's, like, trying to, like, oh, you know, I love you. And I like, like, she's trying to explain, like, like, I'll let you tie me up. Yeah. Kinky. Kinky. <laughs> I like it. But, yeah, it's, like, just shoots her in the head. I want a divorce. You know? I mean, that was when Sharon Stone was, like. Oh, she was fucking hot in that movie. Like, uh, what's that movie? Another speaking of Michael Douglas, Sharon, um. With the ice pick, you know what I'm talking about? Basic instincts. Yeah, yeah. that Sharon, she used to, yeah. Yeah. So we'll call it a match. So that's what I got for number 38. Oh, shit. So we're one, two, three. Mm-hmm. So then it's on me now. This one is kind of a stretch, but I like this movie. I want to put it in here. From Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, call, I called it, just to label it, to remember it, ass heroin. So Bernie Lomax, who is obviously the main character on the movie covers, you see with the guy. You're funny because I, I, I seriously almost put it in. Yeah, because um, he's at the beach, his house, doing his own thing. Well, breaking news. Oh, my phone goes going off. Not important. No. Probably like the world's ending or like monkey pox or something. Make sure you wipe your ass good. I don't know. Everything mm -hmm. changes. But um, so yeah, when uh. He's in his beach house, and that one hitman comes and just shoots him in the ass with a heroin. I'm like, and kills him to overdose. 
Like, who shoots somebody in the ass? The heroin. Yeah. What a ride, hey, Burn. <laughs> That's what he says. And then he, yeah, he puts the car on, like, to <laughs> kind of be incognito. I just got in from uh, the road, the boat. Which one's yours? Uh, like I said, third house in, top of the dune. <laughs> but no smoking in here. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like somebody tried to smoke it past the wrong guy, huh? Yeah. Huh, Burn? <laughs> huh? No smoking in here. <laughs> Puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> so yeah, Weekend at Bernie's. If you've never seen that's it, you got to watch that's, it. That's mm -hmm. that can make a list of like best comedies. Mm -hmm. uh, just you know, great summer movie. Uh, mm -hmm. You got it in for great death because yeah, and it made it for that movie. Made our, I remember a top movie. Our well, favorite for a movie dead guy, I mean, crazy had more fun than I have alive. I want to say I think um, what's his name Terry Kaiser actually broke a lot of bones in that movie or something like I that. Bet. Yeah, because all the shit. Or maybe I think he had a stunt man, but I know somebody that something to do with that movie like broke a lot of bones. I'm sure he had a stunt man. Yeah, probably dressed like him or something. But yeah. So the second one though, the second week at Bernie's is fucking garbage. I'll oh, say man. it. No unfiltered. It's just fucking filth. Don't waste your time with the first one. Awesome. The only thing funny about the second one, if he can even make it that far, or you have enough to drink. Is uh, when every time music plays, like Bernie's body comes to life and he starts dancing because he had like a voodoo hex on him. Mm -hmm. But remember yeah. the part one when he's got that he's got Gwen over and oh, he's yeah. living with his parents <laughs> and uh, he's trying to make the move with her in the living room and his dad comes out and he gets in the goes in the kitchen and she's like, "There's a strange man in your living room." Ah, yeah, yeah that's my um, that's my butler. You have a butler? Yeah, yeah. He's he's just just uh, he's he's a vet. Uh, just <laughs> keep it down and he'll he'll go away. He's got a plate in his head. Oh hi! I didn't know you had company. Uh, that's okay, Monroe. Uh, just go ahead and uh, lay out my navy blue suit for me in the morning. Uh, how about if I lay you out? Uh, very well. Yeah. <laughs> he's like oh, so funny. You're, you're gonna let your butler talk to you like that? Wow! Well, yeah. He's, oh yeah. That's when he says, "Yeah, he's oh, he's a vet." That yeah. <laughs> was fucking great, man. Uh, and then she leaves. I'm mm. like. Man, what, what, what judgmental little Yeah, British? fuck her. She ain't worth it. You can tell it. she's from the, yeah, you know, the yeah. Hamptons. Yeah, don't be putting it on a pedestal. Yeah. So it's on you now. All right. Speaking of pedestal, um, this movie... Uh, I heard it three times. What does that mean? <laughs> um, this guy really put it on the pedestal here right to the last moment. Uh, we got Braveheart. Freedom! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freedom! <laughs> yeah. William Wallace. I thought I was just in the living room with him, to be honest with you. Yeah, so you're welcome. So, uh, one thing I want to point, like, Mel Gibson's awesome, great movie, but for me, too, my problem is I got to stop looking, like, I do, I try to take an objective lens to everything and just, like, enjoy it, okay, for the cinematic art it is, but sometimes I, it's like my curse, but certain things, like, I'm a cynical asshole on certain aspects, and, like, the historical inaccuracies in that movie compared to how it was. You know, uh, don't let it bother you. But if you take it for a movie, what it is in the art form, beautiful. So yes, I do have that. And I, what number you got it for? Uh, Forty. Freedom. What do I got? I, I know I got it here. So I have to look through my list because I watched that list like or not list, but I watched that death like three times in a row because and it, it is too. It's like it kind of gets you in the feels a little bit too because you, he's like they're trying to like just everybody like everybody likes watching him get tortured. He's getting fucking disemboweled. You know, like, mercy, mercy, mercy. And then he's just sitting there like a, just a champ, you know. He's just looking like, no, fuck no. And like, do you, you know, say mercy, say mercy. Even like the guy was like, when he's getting like, freedom, even every last bit he had. And then as he's going to towards the light, he sees his dead wife's ghost walking through the crowd. 
and that's when he's blurting freedom again and like the slow motion with the axe and stuff like it's just the cinematic plane drops the cloth that the cloth at the end yeah and then but obviously it's a beautiful ending really too i got it for number 10 actually <laughs> this guy's ripping the shit out of the movie and he's got it on number 10 but i'm saying for historical accuracies now see i'm building up the scene for you because like, i definitely want to see it but like if you look through like okay like historical accuracies with everything in the movie you're gonna make yourself miserable that's just uh I guess the thing I have, I can't help it. It's a tick, I guess. Or I don't know how to word it. Do they claim it to be a historically accurate? Well, I think it's probably... It's been so long since I've seen it. But I remember... I've, I say I'd watch that scene a couple times just to hopefully explain it to everybody so they can kind of see it. Um, I'm, I'm sure it has, like, that Hollywood catch-all based on a true story. Well, see, yeah, well... Yeah. yeah I, I don't have a problem if they, if they don't try to sell it mm-hmm. as historically... Based on historical facts, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's based on a historical figure, mm-hmm. but if you made it in your version um, mm-hmm. for Hollywood purposes and entertainment, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it, but if, you, if you're if you claiming mm-hmm. it as these are historical facts. And, like everything is, yeah. You know, no, but it's like, I definitely, it's awesome. And then I like too, like that speech he gives is just, I'll say, I'm dropping an F-bomb, fucking epic, right before they go to battle. Yeah. Like earlier in the movie, it's like, they can take your lives, but they cannot take your freedom. Sorry, I got excited there. That's all right. That's, yeah, I'm no, trying to nail the voice. It's so right. hard. Now I'm, I'm so ready tired. to go get a shield. Yeah, like, right like, let's go to fucking war right, right. now. Get the blue paint. Yeah. <laughs> or you can, I think you can buy like a like a square foot of Scotland for whatever on the interwebs they saw. Like, really? There's something more. So there's a gift for people I saw where it's like, oh, you can be, because if you're like the term to be a lord in Scotland is the, or whatever, it's some of their own land. Yeah. So there's this gimmick here. You know how you used to name stars and all that stuff? Get a star named after you, whatever. Name a star for your your loved one and pay this ridiculous amount of money. And there's a registry, there's a certificate, make you feel good and all that shit. Well, they got that for Scotland now, too, to buy you know, a square foot of land in Scotland. Oh. And I think that's cool, and you can be a lord or whatever because you bought it, and it's cute, and you get a cute certificate. But I'm thinking, like, okay, I like the idea there, but like everybody buys a square foot in Scotland for their fa- fucking family, like... It's got. It's. It's not like Scotland's ever in. It's not that big. So. Yeah. Good idea, but you're gonna run out of land eventually if this is all legit. Right. Man. I think I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Yeah. I'm gonna buy some land in Scotland. He's gonna send me a certificate <laughs> when he gets the mail. Check what I got, bro. Figure your Facebook Bought profile. myself something. I'm a fucking lord now. Yep. You see this? I got, lord. I got a square foot in Scotland. I'm a fucking lord. Yeah. yeah. Right next to William Wallace's castle. Hashtag freedom. Yeah. 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 Pitch. Yeah, right out, probably right out of his back shitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got one square patch for you. So this is on me now, because he just did the Braveheart. That was a long... You gotta fucking get... That's all right. It's, it's been a long time. Okay. We gotta give the fans all the goods. All right. That's all right. Don't... So if this show is long and you're not laughing, you can just turn it off. But we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> if not... Talk to you, uh, ladies in Brazil. Yeah. Hashtag Bangkok, because 1% of our audience is Thailand now. Shoot. Uh, so this one for number 40 here from Rambo's First Blood 2. Ah, uh, yeah, how do I describe it? So, because this is, this is just like if his superiors would have saw this guy shooting, he would have been killed anyways by them. So they're out in the jungle by like this waterfall. This VC guy sees like John Rambo and he's just like, just spraying him. Not even, like, John Rambo's not even moving, you know? And then, okay, he runs out of rounds, whatever. Then he gets the handgun. Pew, pew, pew. Nothing. Rambo doesn't even fucking flinch. And then he pulls out the flaming arrow. 
One shot, hits a guy, boom, explodes. <laughs> so I got the exploding arrow from Rambo's First Blood Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Yep. Rambo. Rambo, John Rambo. So what do you got? I didn't have any Rambos in here. I could have. Mm -hmm. But, um, you getting every flavor done? I'm trying to. Lemon, lime, mango, they're all good. You want them in the fridge? No, I'm good. It's still ice cold, bro. Oh. You can drink seltzer at um, room temp. Yeah, no. I'm a man. We're good. Black cherry. Mm-hmm. You got to change up the flavors. That remind Jesus Christ. Remind me of uh, Cherry Forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cherries. Black cherry. In a can. Black cherry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep removing. It's on you. Oh, I'll go to hell. Number 39. Uh, I put this in... Um, just because it, for shock value, mm. they don't even show uh, the actual kill. Um, it's the part that comes after it, mm -hmm. the kill. Obviously, she. I couldn't even say she anymore. I guess you just say he. But uh, the movie's called Sleepaway Camp. Oh, honorable mention. Because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in Angela, mm -hmm. and I say that loosely. Uh, <laughs> just don't lose control. No. Um, so at the end of the movie... You, you know, there's a killer on this uh, uh, sleepway on this campground, and uh, they don't know who it is until the very end. And uh, they go in, in, onto the beach, and Angela's sitting there. Mm -hmm. Angela is naked with um, uh, her <laughs> guy, which is uh, Ricky's best friend, and uh, she's kind of like humming this song to him or whatever. And then the uh, the counselors and everyone show up, and they're like. Oh, no, it can't be her. It can't be her. Well, then she stands up. The head roll, rolls out of her lap. She cut his head off, mm -hmm. and she's standing up with a knife in her hand, and then the camera, like, pans <laughs> down, shows her face, pans down, and they're like, oh, no, it can't be. What? She's a boy. And then they show, like, full glory. Mm -hmm. You know, Angela's got a penis. <laughs> Hashtag Decepticon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched that movie when I was a kid, and yeah. I didn't really, like... like I didn't even compute what the yeah, hell I was like, looking. I mean, I knew it was a penis. It was like a surprise penis. You didn't expect was, it. So I didn't know, like, that movie was so far beyond what I understood it as. Mm -hmm. When I was watching it as a kid, I'm like, okay, there's a summer camp and then someone's killing. I thought it was two separate people. Yeah, I was like, she's I a kid. I thought Angela was a girl. It, 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 like, I got Angela from the waist up and Andy from the waist down. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, you know? Alex. Angela yeah. and Andrew. Like, oh. But yeah, I, it, I, I didn't even get it. Like, I didn't, I didn't get the whole. You, you couldn't even see her Adam's apple, though, too. You couldn't even see it, yeah. really. So, yeah. So, yeah. so she would be a Decepticon. Yeah. But, I mean, mm -hmm. if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. I hope I didn't just spoil the ending, but I think <laughs> I did. Well, I think well, most. <laughs> if you look at our listeners, like, uh, it's split between, like, our age groups are the main ones, you know, for pretty much from, like, 30 to 45 is our biggest age group, probably. So, they most of them probably hopefully saw it, if not. I guess, yeah, you're going to see a Decepticon. Be careful. Mm -hmm. And make you think twice about going to summer camp. Yeah. Speaking of summer camp, I'm just kidding. I don't have one. Oh. So, uh, so I got... Good catch. Caught that with the with foot. Your, with your eagle claw. You, yeah. Talons, man. So I had the... So it's almost like a theme here, right? But So we had the ass heroin earlier for Bernie. I call this one butt bomb. 
So you see Man on Fire? Yeah. Denzel Washington. So Denzel Washington, ex agent. You know, he's a bodyguard. He guards Dakota Fanning, who's a, really her. I can't remember the name of the movie. So her dad's a big business guy in Mexico and stuff. And obviously she gets kidnapped. Kind of like a rush hour situation a little bit, but more darker. I think that's the best way to put it without ruining the movie. So I like that part where, okay, he gets, when he's just like going like Thomas Jane Punisher on people and shit. And he got that guy in that go to that car, like that crooked cop or police inspector, whatever it was, or a supervisor. And he had like that explosive in his ass. So like he's just walking away and then detonates the explosion. And it's just <laughs> ass bomb, man. Right. You don't fuck with Denzel. <laughs> Say goodbye to your hemorrhoids. Yeah. It's like, well, you got a lot of ass kills. I got two ass kills in here. We call that a trend. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm, I'm going to guarantee that you don't have this next one because mm-hmm. I've talked about it before. You, you, you haven't seen it yet. That. It's a horror movie from uh, 1991 called Popcorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I, I, it's, I've watched it so many times when I was a kid, so that's why I bring it up a lot. But Hashtag burn. <laughs> in the in the movie, the uh, these high school kids, they uh, they put on um, an event at the this local theater that's kind of run down, and they're trying to save it. So mm-hmm. they they're going to put on a movie-thon and raise money to uh, to keep it going. And they're showing all these old horror movies. Uh, they're showing them in uh, 4D, and one of them that they show is called Mosquito. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. They make this big mechanical mosquito that's supposed to fly down uh in the middle of the movie it's going to shoot down and go right over the audience's head and then spin around a little bit and kind of like freak mm-hmm. them out whatever uh well uh, it kind of goes to shit because there's a guy who's thwarting all of their um uh, movie plans and he's trying to make his own movie uh, at the expense of their um presence so he's got this huge remote control, and the, mm-hmm. so the mosquito comes down, and uh, one of the, the teachers has got the re- small remote control mm-hmm. at first. So it comes down, and everyone in the crowd's like, oh, fuck, oh, yeah. and they're cheering and all this. All of a sudden, this guy dressed in black with the black leather gloves and shit, he pulls out a remote control yeah. that's like five times mm-hmm. bigger, and he flips so- it on, and now he's got, like, he, over, he has got control of the mosquito. He turns it around, and it's facing the teacher, was that like mm-hmm. in the upper balcony part and it just like the head of it glows like orange and it's got this in, mm. in the front it's got this stinger and it's a big metal piece and it starts spinning around and then he just <laughs> flips it forward the mosquito goes shooting down a line sticks the teacher right in the chest mm-hmm. starts going through his chest like that and then it goes back over the crowd and it's got the teacher just hanging there like mm-hmm. off this thing and the crowds just think they think it's part of the show so they're like Fuck yeah, you know, awesome uh, effect. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, there's like, uh, well, that's our teacher, you know. Like, <laughs> nobody, like, thought twice about it, but, yeah. Do, do you see a theme there? Size does matter. Size? Size does matter when it comes to remote control. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say something about the stinger. That too. <laughs> Packs more of a punch. Yeah. So, so we're going to get a match with 30 with Total Recall. I want a divorce, but um. So moving on. So this is from the first Zombie Land now, because this makes me laugh so fucking hard. I know. What so you're yeah, say. yeah. So they end up on their quest for this everlasting Twinkie thing, or the which is Woody Harrelson wants so bad. They get make it all the way to Los Angeles, and they 
they find like the map of the stars houses and then like oh we're gonna go wait right to the tippy top bill fucking murray so they go to bill murray's house and stay there because they think obviously he's not there and then uh well they well woody harrelson runs into him and oh bill and he thinks he's a zombie he's not no like, he's like oh bill fucking murray they're talking and stuff and like oh like hey so-and-so in our room dude you should fucking prank him or whatever <laughs> like all right sounds good so jesse eisenberg's watching a movie with uh one younger girl and then uh so bill murray comes in there pretending to be a zombie because that's how he looked to blend in to survive and then he's going after <laughs> jesse eisenberg and then jesse eisenberg fucking wastes him like wait i don't know double if double pump shotgun yeah, yeah boom <laughs> and then like bill murray like 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 he felt bad he killed bill murray because bill murray you know was like oh you know and like what woody harrelson you could tell it was just oh, i killed bill fucking murray so it was a funny prank until he got killed. Remember when he's dying and he's like, uh, 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 he did this shit, <laughs> and then he's like nothing, and they're like, is he dead? And he goes, uh, yeah, uh, he just picks it back up again. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you know, you're on your last, you know, any last words or last regrets? You know that now that you're dying, he's like, mm, I had a pretty good life, no. Mm. Well, maybe Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> and then, boop. Yeah. That was, that, was, that was a good scene. I didn't have that one, though, but I did I did think about putting it in. The Bill Murray death. Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I'm uh, number 37. Um, from Rocky Four. Well, I know what I got Apollo's death. If he lives, he lives. If he dies, he dies. Uh, throw the damn towel. <laughs> you don't stop this fight no matter what. <laughs> that was yeah, that was pretty that was pretty rough. Yeah, I mean I didn't expect Apollo to die in the ring. You know, like, so long. Oh maybe he's gonna get his ass kicked, which he was. Mm -hmm. But to die? That's what ignited that's what ignited the Cold War pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, it ends in uh two hours later. But <laughs> Yep. Uh so I got uh, for number thirty six here of mice and men. Oh. You got, you know. George. Huh? Gary, yeah, Gary Sinise. <sighs> and Lenny played by yours truly, John Malkovich. Mm -hmm. So Lenny is a uh, mentally challenged individual of enormous stature. And uh, he finds himself getting into trouble. So Gary Sinise and who would play, yeah, was George. And uh, Lenny by John Malkovich are like pretty much traveling ranch hands or something. They just kind of do whatever, drifters. And so... Lenny gets himself in trouble where he accidentally kills somebody he didn't mean to, and now they're on the run. And that, like throughout the whole movie, though, kind of certain spots to keep kind of like like George can keep Lenny level a little bit and kind of keep him distracted because so like they're eventually like, he talks about like about like what I get to do, George, and like you get to tend the rabbits and stuff. Oh yeah, I get to tend the rabbits. Kind of like and just takes him off of things. So because uh, Lenny's a monster, like and not not intentionally, but obviously just mentally ill. And, like George can't handle him anymore. And you're like, the end of the movie, kind of old yellers him pretty much. They're sitting by that stream and stuff, and then he's talking about the tending the rat. Oh, I get tend like just keep him distracted. And he it was so hard for him. You could tell too how they made it portray that like for George to put that trigger like just back ahead execution style to shoot Lenny. He didn't want to, but it's just Lenny just he's so big and clumsy and he he kills people on accident, you mm -hmm. know. So that was a that was a tough scene to watch. Yeah, yeah. I I had to watch that movie when I was in like seventh grade mm -hmm. or something for a book. Of Mice and Men, we did a book report on that. He one. got his hand caught in a machine. 
No, we also. I almost put that one on here too. Oh, this, way. Mm-hmm. this one's from a fairly uh, newer movie by uh, Joaquin Phoenix, played uh, the Joker. I, at the end of the movie, have you seen that one? Yeah, no, I remember that when we did the comic book movies, you were like, "What the fuck?" Like I, did, I ranked Joker pretty high up there in a good way. Yeah. Well, so the the end in the. <laughs> <laughs> he he like a weird fucking yeah. awkward laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it's so it's fucking weird and creepy. Right. Like if you get ice cubes on your nuts, like that's <laughs> basically what you're gonna sound like. But you'll produce more jizz. Mm-hmm. I'll get yours, Dutchie. <laughs> True though. <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, at the end of the movie, you know, when he goes on the Murray show, yeah. is like his idol. Yeah. And uh you know, the, the jokes he had too. I thought about this, so I did think about this death. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in his head, he's already got it planned out what he's gonna do, you know. And it's very awkward for him, and he's and he's basically confronting Murray mm-hmm. about things that you know have mm. happened in his head. How he thinks like people are portraying him yeah. to be a big, you know, nobody. He's not funny, and they're making fun of him. And but all his that. jokes are really fucking. His jokes bad, are bad, and so, uh, you know so. they're not funny, and they're like Murray gives him like. Basically, the cold-hearted truth, but it's hard for him to accept um, hey, his hey, way of dealing with it. Those jokes are not funny, man. They're not funny at all. They're not funny. You want to fuck them? Oh, yeah, Murray. Huh? And he just pulls out this fucking pistol and blows his head off on right live TV. Right in the TV fucking head, yeah. In front of a live yeah, audience. Yeah, Robert De Niro goes down. On TV. Blew his fucking brains out, yeah. Well, so when I, was in, I went to the theater and watched that. Uh, it wasn't full the theater wasn't full but it was probably more than half and i was sitting in the back and uh i well for one i didn't expect that to happen but you could i could see everyone everyone's reaction mm-hmm. in front of me i could see them being like you know i did the same the thing fuck? i saw that just i streamed it on hbo max same thing you know, for real. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck just happened yeah it was so yeah that was that's just that's why i put it on so here too. He, it was like yeah he, he, he stephen curtis chapman him like he got john lennon you know yeah. And then, uh, but like you look at this way too, where it's, uh, when, I, when I was watching that, was like, uh, I, I guess I could just see like he, um, it's like that age old mind, how do I word it to keep it simple? It's like, never meet your, don't, kids don't meet your heroes. Cause he, like you begin the movie, he wants to be on Murray's show. He idolizes him. He just has his envisions or these fantasies that he's going to beat him. This, this Murray's be a fucking great guy. He gets there like, it's not like Murray's horrible, but he's just, yeah, like, it's not what he expected it to be. And it's like, you meet your heroes and they get disappointed. But those chokes are really fucking bad. And then he blows mm-hmm. his brains out. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in me, this one, this is a, I don't really hawk Trek. But I got uh, Star Trek Two Rathacon. Uh, Captain Spock. So, yeah, Captain Spock by Leonard Nimoy there. Like, he's... Expose that radiation. You got the like, that class here. You got uh, William Shatner, Captain Kirk, and like they like like you could just tell like like they got the moment they lock eyes, like his best friend dying and stuff like like just like that chemistry they had right there too. Where pretty much Spock sacrificed himself, and then but they did when the honor his memory, they put him around that nuke. They flood his body over the new planet when they shot it out, but. Just that scene alone, though, that was just hard to explain, but that was just like, that gets you. Mm. I never got into Star Trek. I, I wasn't, like, really big. I'm, like, more of a Star Wars guy, but I, I humored a little bit because, like, I don't know, maybe you just watch, like, it's not like, 
amazing or blows but just that scene there just like whoa you know you could just tell like you know that was it's powerful hmm. spock of uh, number i'm on number 35 mm -hmm. the movie is called seven seven so speaking of seven i got it is it gonna say like this Exactly. What's in the fucking box? Yeah. What's in the box? Yeah. You're talking, or you just... So, yeah, you set the scene up there with that, but um, Brad Pitt is Detective Mills, mm -hmm. and Detective Somerset is played by Morgan Freeman, and they got John Doe. Yep. Um, by Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah. Very, very well played by all three. Like, everybody just fucking dealing roles in that, yeah. And uh, John Doe's character is basically this uh, serial killer who's using the seven deadly sins. He's a sadist, though. Method. Or masochist, or, yeah. Yeah. And he, um, his final piece of his oh, yeah. uh, fantasy is to have Mills become Wrath mm -hmm. to, in turn, kill him because he was... Uh, Jealous of his life, I guess, because yeah. okay. he was married, and family man, you having know. a baby with mm -hmm. a new wife, and it was attractive, was you know very successful, and um, yeah. envy was his uh, sin. Yeah. So he, so they they're in the middle of the fucking California um, plains, yeah. and they have uh, yeah. he Help has this yeah. uh, FedEx guy send out mm -hmm. this box mm -hmm. while mm -hmm. he's telling them that. There's something coming here, and this is going to be over with, and, yeah. and all this stuff. And these detectives are no wiser mm -hmm. than what the hell's going on. They think this guy's just psychotic, and mm -hmm. he's talking well, he gibberish, and, but he's not. He's just spinning a yarn, and mm -hmm. this is just waste of their time. And uh, he's like, you don't understand yet. And then he starts telling him about, yeah. I went to go visit your wife. He's oh. like, what the fuck? Are you oh, he's about? getting really amped he's up like, there, yeah. He's like, fuck up. And he's like, oh, he's like, shut up, shut up. He's like, mm -hmm. you're not listening to me. And he's like, uh, you know, she begged for your life. He's like... And for the life in, inside of her, so he didn't know that she was pregnant even. I know that when he said and that. that's when it got him. That was like, oh, he, that really, that looked like the straw that broke the camel's back, that line right and there. And Somerset opens up the box, and he sees it, and he goes, don't come near here. Yeah, he goes, no, oh, no. what's in the fucking box? What's the box? Yeah, what's in yeah. the fucking box? He's like, he already told you. And so he knew right then and there. Don't do it. And he pulls his gun Don't do out. it. Don't do it. You're, that's what he wants to do. You're going to let him win. That's what he wants to do. Like, he's trying to stop him, yeah. like, everything. Like, like yeah. Morgan Freeman's putting every line he can. And, and boom, boom, boom. Each, yeah. Like, because uh, that's what, yeah. So, the, the in a way, the bad guy won. Yeah. Very, uh, man, that's an, it's but, a good movie for our, even was, before it, all that. But and, that's, and that's, like, yeah, mid-90s, too, actually. Yeah, ninety. I think 95 is Andre, but yeah, that was just, what's in the box? Like, that was just probably one of the best endings all time. I actually had that for, uh, you sitting down for this one? I have it for number nine. That's what that scene means to me. Yeah. Damn. So we're, we're up to number, we got five matches so far. You say 19, I said nine, so. What do you got for five? I only got four. So we got uh, Gremlins, one, Total Recall, two. Then we have Braveheart 3. What's in the oh, box? Oh, you did have for? Braveheart. You have Braveheart? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Remember? Yeah, because I was kind of explaining the scene yeah. to everybody. I, just, I, I missed that one. For yeah. them. But, um, so moving on here. This one is like a humorous death. Uh, I got T-Rex Toilet, I call it, from Jurassic Park for number 34. 
I have it. You I got you got Gennaro getting mauled yeah. by the T Rex. I just gotta find it on my list. Yeah, uh, oh, I have it for number twenty. Yeah, so like, like he pretty much runs from the the vehicle, or whatever, like that Ford Explorer, and T Rex is coming after him. Like, We're gonna go. Let's go in a Tiki Hut fucking bathroom here. Yeah. He's just sitting on the John, or whatever, and then he's just like just cowering on the John, shaking. And well, it's a fucking T-Rex, bro. You're not going to win. And the T-Rex just, like, rips it apart. <laughs> and then, you know, blood-curdling roar just snatches him right off the toilet. At least he wasn't shitting, though, because that would be a better way to go, well, I'm man. sure he was. In his pants, but, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, he kind of, like, died Elvis style, but with his pants on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's she. funny and dark at the same time, so. Yeah. No, that was, a, that was yeah, that was a good scene. So we both Inventive. have it. So what do you got it for? What number do you have it for? I had it for t- uh, 20. I had it for 34. All right, this one, this one I think you'll have just because you're a fucking nerd. Yeah. Um, even though uh, you look at it nowadays and stuff like that, but when you were a kid mm-hmm. and you watch it, it was, it was pretty cool. I got Return of the Jedi, The Death of the Emperor. Oh, Palpatine? Yeah. That's a good honorable mention. Yeah, I don't really? know. Okay. I have it. That, uh, yeah, because I was, I was really trying to shake it up. That's oh. a good one. Oh, the reason that, that that's just because like when you were a kid, and those movies were very very instrumental. And, mm-hmm. and when I was watching movies, and I was a huge Star Wars fan, and you always look forward mm-hmm. to that scene. Like mm-hmm. even when you knew it was gonna happen, mm-hmm. it was cool when it happened again. And you're like, fuck, man, he's such a bad. Like you hated the Emperor. Oh, I know. So he, when you and then when you pick him up prick. and you see the uh, the actual uh, mm-hmm. skeleton. Going through mm-hmm. and showing up on Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a cool that's a cool scene. Hashtag mm-hmm. Tantooine. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Force Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Use the schwarrr. Oh, wrong movie. I'm kidding. <laughs> so this one here. So this movie here. This is my kill. This is definitely like a left field one. I think this one when our last show we talked about organized crime that show. I think this got in the list somewhere. This this scene still makes me laugh. I had to download the soundbite for this. I had to do a lot of digging to get this. And I really put time into it, sadly, but. Look at this fucking place. You're fucking me, man. They can suck my pathetic little dick. And I'll dip my nuts in marinara sauce. Just so the fat bastards can get a taste of home while they're at it. Fuck it. I'm doing it. Old time laugh. I'm starting to. <laughs> Rocco. Rocco killed that fucking cat. <laughs> so I was trying to find like that scene because like all those lines made me laugh too watching it. So I, like when we, I think we did our uh, organized crime, I mentioned yeah. like Rocco killing the cat because it made me laugh. So I, I had to get this fucking I'm sound. I'm glad you got that audio on it. <laughs> so yeah, 33. I couldn't do it justice, me trying to explain it. And people got to hear gotta it. You got to watch it. You got to, like, yeah. see it. Yeah, he's going on the rant, and then, like, he's getting angry. He's just slamming his hands on a table, which is, okay, whatever. But you shouldn't have a load of handguns around the chamber and hitting the fucking thing, because most handguns are about a little after three and a half pounds of force will make the, you know, make the trigger go. So anyway, he hits the trigger. Or, anyway, he hits the table. It makes the trigger go off. 
where a cat's in front of the barrel of gun, <laughs> and it just splatters it against the wall. And then, like, to that thing, is it dead? <laughs> well, yeah, no, dude, it splattered against the whole fucking wall, man. Uh, it's an honest question. So, yeah, cat for number 33, Boondock Saints. Oh, man, such a good scene. You don't, you don't have the cat? Uh, no, I didn't. What just fucking happened? But I did have a cat for my next one. A big cat of Six. such. Yeah. A Lion King. Oh, you got... Oh, you got uh, I put Mufasa. I thought I would put, I put, thought I'd put Mufasa, but I went really heavy with the Disney in the beginning, so... Uh, yeah, I, I just put that in there just because, like... Oops. I did feel the love tonight, though. <laughs> as far as, like, Disney goes... That was dark that for kids. That was pretty uh, emotional. Uh, yeah. Because... Yeah. I don't think it was expected. And and how his brother kills him, too, pretty much. Because, like, all right, so, because, well, Dad to be in and says, hey, you should never go there to that place. And, well, you know how kids are. Shit happens. Gets in trouble. Well, Dad's going to take care of his kid or his cub. And then he wants to go rescue. Rescues him. And then he gets caught in a bad spot. He's trying to get out of this hole. And then, yeah, like how Scar's just fucking him. He got a stampede going through, too. Yeah, with his claws, like, and just... That was that was rough. I see a fucking train with Disney, man. They're sadistic. Sick fucks. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder you're losing money. Oh shit. It's like okay, or you make Buzz Lightyear gay now, or whatever it was. <laughs> like 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 I'm not trying to like if that you're whatever lifestyle you are, we're not gonna judge you. That's your thing, you know. We hope you're happy. And uh, but the thing is too, you shouldn't, you know, like I don't push straight things on people oh yeah i love girls man you know you should like girls too you know i don't do that so don't be doing the same thing to me you know through your media and stuff so that's how you lose viewers both ways you know you do what you want to do but and we'll do what we want to do but like that's the problem when you produce or try to per you know push out like what your your beliefs are so well, i like to quote uh jay from uh clerks and when you stand next to the <laughs> jay and silent bob yeah oh you fucking I hate guys. I love women. Yeah. Fuck anything that moves. Pale Zick, yeah. It's on you now. That's a great song. Would you like to suck my fuck, Did he just say making fuck? I don't know, man. This is funny as hell. Yankee fucking blue cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a band, yeah. He's yeah. from uh, Germany or something. Yeah, it's China. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Yeah. yeah. It's on you, bro. Um, I just did Lion King. You did. I was testing you. You passed. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Check. Check. One. Two. Microphones work. So speaking of Joker, though, this is a Joker, but not this Joker. So this is from the my favorite action movie from the eighties, nineteen eighty nine Batman. I got the Joker death. So when Jack Nicholson gets pushed off that bell tower in that church, and then when the end scene kind of like goes over his body and stuff, like he's just like the concrete smashed up and he's just kind of embedded but he has that he has that joker smile like he's smiling death like you see it and it's kind of like laughing. it's like haunting kind of in a way so uh, uh, I got joker uh, grinning uh, 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 yeah uh, 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 uh. I thought you were going to put in there the handshake oh that, that was an honorable mention Ooh, we got a live one here. yeah no that was a good one yeah <laughs> oh uh, I think you're a lousy miserable person I'm <laughs> glad you're dead <laughs> never touch another man's rhubarb <laughs> Ooh, a little hot on the collar yeah. oh, you don't have that one no, I don't have it. I don't have that um, one. Next up, 31. Movie of uh, The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. I got one of uh, one of the vampires, Billy, mm-hmm. who uh, was... Um, uh, he was in uh, American Gladiators. Mm-hmm. He was like a model. Mm-hmm. 
uh, but he was an actor, model, and I uh, ended up doing some work on the American Gladiators, and he won one of the seasons or mm -hmm. some shit. But anyway, uh, he gets shot with an arrow and uh, launches himself back into Take the... Take that death breath! No, no, he gets uh, launched I into... I know, the, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. It launched into the stereo, and then it gets electrocuted. His head blows off and his hand blows off. Death! By stereo, yeah. yeah. I got, you know, you know me, because I, I, I already mentioned this before the list. I got it for number seven. Damn. That's well, that's how much I like it. That was just like priceless. Like, yeah, Corheim shoots him. You know, getting shocked and shit. Plus, there's, I mean, you could. There's a lot of cool deaths in there. I mean, mm -hmm. this is overall this is a cool movie. Yeah, no, that's Corey. That's one of the best bromance Corey's movies ever made. Yeah. Unless you don't like the blood, then you go license to drive. Here it was. <laughs> huh. So dream a little dream. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one too. So, so death breath. You know? So anyways, here this one. So holy water don't work, boys. Another mid '90s movie. Pierce Bronson, number thirty-nine. I called it to remember the scene. I call it vinegar strokes. <laughs> you know what vinegar strokes are, right? So got this. Well, the, the vinegar strokes terms from the TV show The League. So, like, a vinegar stroke is, like, the face a guy makes right before when he kind of completion, you know, like that look. So they said if he see if he could see a guy's vinegar strokes, you can see into his soul or something. But anyway, so vinegar strokes. So have you seen Goldeneye? Yeah. So when uh, that evil spy Xena, you know, she was trying to get, like, that, she kind of, like, seduced the admiral. So they're on the Manticore, great name for a yacht, though, by the way. And he's, you know, having some fun. And then... Um, and she's she's enjoying it too, obviously, but then as the she's there having uh, getting to completion, she gets tighter and tighter with her legs, ends up killing him, because he's like I can't breathe, you know, or whatever. And then Pierce Bronson finds him like the next day, you know, and the look on his face, you know, kind of like he, like it was like his ooh face, you know, vinegar. <laughs> so it's like you know he's smiling, his eyes open, and so I'm like, dude, that's vinegar strokes for real, man. Yeah. So I got uh, the Admiral Vinegar Strokes number <laughs> number thirty one. What a way to go! Uh, at least he got. Hopefully, he got the finish. Okay, by that face, so if you look at his face, he, he you know what he did. Yeah, well, he was on the verge. Yeah, so like like blue balls would probably yeah. be in like. Probably body. He got the Vinegar Stroke. <laughs> this uh, next one, fucking brutal mm -hmm. death. Um, sound effects alone probably give it a lot of clout, but. Um, Remember in American History X? I, I thought about putting this if this is what I think it is. Is the, it the curb stomp? Curb stomp, yeah. For cinematic and art, yes. That was, I, I didn't put it in there, but I thought about it, yeah. I was like, damn, that was... That sent him to prison. I never would have, yeah. I mean, but what a way to... That I was even, correct. I never even thought of that. Like, when I saw it, I was like, I never, I never even thought of something like that. But if people saw that now, like, because people are just so fed about stupid shit all the time now, like, like that oh, movie yeah. be on cancel culture. You can't even put that movie out. Like, like but, like, yeah, like... It'd like, probably be banned. Yeah, but, like, again, like, this thing we talk about, our objective lens for looking at film and art, and, yeah, and that was... Yeah, it, it's pretty racist and wrong, but, like, that's what it's supposed to do. That's supposed to get you, like, invoke some kind of feeling. That's the art of cinema. Right. So... Well, and everyone wants everybody to acknowledge this stuff. Well, yeah, if you yeah. are unwilling to watch and and admit that that's probably reality, so yeah, you're gonna make mistakes. If we can't learn from the past mistakes, history doomed to repeat itself. Common sense, pretty simple. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you didn't have that one at all. No, I didn't, like I said, honorable mention. I do like that one. Um, but I, I noticed I just have a. Like I, this. Yeah. 
I can't do that noise, but. You're like, bite the carrot, boy. No. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's. Now so, say goodnight. Boom. So this is, this is a 1983 film. Keeping the the Bond theme, I didn't realize this now until now I'm looking at it. This is from Never Seen Ever, you know, Sean Connery. I got the grenade launcher pen. So, uh, what was her name? Fatima or something like that. She's trying to kill him. And then he's like, John Connor takes this pen and it turns to be like he shoots this chick, grenade launcher. Then you see he shoots this at her. Bam, all his left is like shoes smoking and stuff. So, who comes up with a grenade, grenade launching pen? I'm like, that's fucking genius. So, never seen ever 1983 grenade launching pen. Give me an idea for an upcoming show you know, with all a, these bonds, yeah. you know, because there's a lot of material in there. Octopusy. Mm -hmm. You have the cats with us too. Halata. Yeah. Now we could have like the coolest gadget. gadget. Yeah. Bond gadgets. Just a heads up. All right, speaking of heads up, mm -hmm. fuck, what a good segue. Number 29. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. Have you ever seen Scanners? Uh, that's an honorable mention, yeah, because they're talking about, like, boom, yeah. <laughs> Michael Ironside. Uh, yeah, yeah, like Gomer Pyle. Telekinetic uh, powers, yeah. you know, and uh, Scanners are, are, there's only a few of them in the world, maybe a few hundred in the world, whatever. And uh, some of them are evil. Yeah, oh, definitely. They want to uh, they want to kill all the other people who aren't uh, powered uh, with these telekinetic abilities. Telekinesis for an asshole. Yeah. And Michael Ironside, he plays uh, uh, one of the bad ones. And there's a scene in there where one guy is looking for a volunteer to do a scan mm -hmm. where they uh, basically scan your own mm -hmm. brain. brain. yep. And uh, Michael Ironside turns it on him, and he scans his head. And it's so bad that it explodes in front of everybody and just like... Yeah, that was graphic and gory as fuck. You can freeze frame that shit by like the millisecond. Yeah. And gets, I mean, yeah, you can tell the moment where it's like the dummy with the stuffed head. Yeah, but yeah. But they actually shot the dummy's head with a shotgun to get the exploding effect. No, yeah, that was, that was the pink mist and then some shit. Oh, that was... Boom. Yeah. Yeah. They said they used... Uh, Fucking dog food and some other chunks of rabbit guts or something mm -hmm. like that that was all put in mm -hmm. this formed head. But you know, just watch the scene in a, a great, <laughs> great special effect. Number 29. So you wanted a Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. I got a Quentin Tarantino for you right here from Dust Till Dawn. Well, that's not Quentin Tarantino. That's Robert Rodriguez. But you got him in the movie. Yeah, he's in the movie. So just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got Selma Hayek with the chandelier because oh. yeah, like she's like the lead vampire or whatever or something, and then she's like pretty much um she has like George Clooney kind of pinned down and she's like you know you're gonna be my slave and all this stuff because I'm not gonna drain all your blood, and then uh, he's like yeah you're like no thanks I already had a wife or something and then he shoots the chandelier, impales <laughs> her. Gold man. I remember when she came out on stage. Oh, yeah. She's all amazing. Hashtag hall pass. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the name of that bar? Uh, the Titty Twister? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Apple pie pussy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cheech Beard. Just naming all right. different kind of. Yeah. Raspberry and, uh, pussy. I don't know. He had all sorts of. Hairy pussy, yeah. stinky pussy, smelly pussy, spicy pussy. Yeah. Like every fucking name. Like, like if you if you if you had needs to be met, that was the place to go. Unless you're your blood machine. Yeah. 
That was uh, Tom Savini. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome seeing him in that yeah. bit part. And he had that bell buckle gun with yeah. a bite that looks like a nutsack, kind of yeah. like where it's like like two cylinders and then the. He's the fuck machine. The, yeah, yeah, Tom Savini. Yeah, he's the man. You want to get shot with that one? So it's on you. I wonder what caliber that was. Yeah. Probably like a something <laughs> kind of small. Probably like, I don't know, 22, 38. I don't know. Yeah. These nuts, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 28. Speaking of caliber, uh, remember on uh, the movie Platoon? Yeah. I got Elias. Elias is death. That's a, that's an honorable mention. Yeah. Pretty pretty cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was cold when Sergeant Barnes shot him. Yeah. In the fucking jungle. Yeah. And then left him and told him like, oh yeah, yeah he's dead back there. Like, got him five clicks back and. We're like, well, okay, well, what the hell? You know, mm-hmm. we're just gonna leave them there, and mm-hmm. hey, we're getting out of here. We got to get on chopper, and then as they're pulling out overhead, they see all these VC running through the mm-hmm. woods, or out in the clearing, and they're chasing someone, mm-hmm. and it's Elias, and he's still alive after Barnes shot him, but he didn't kill him, and that was yeah, and just, right at that moment yeah. they're like, fucking Barnes is dirty. We, I mean, they knew it kind of before that too, but that, just that was savage, so yeah. Yeah, and then the was... way they filmed his death, you know, like yeah. he's kind of yeah, up yeah, in the that's air, what's, yeah, kind of like praying. Yeah, yeah. That, that was yeah, that was that was that was tough. Mm-hmm. So, for number twenty-eight for me, for all you ladies out there, uh, it's not like a buck smart. Oh, I'll probably do the cat better check his ass. It smells. Um, uh, that was a ninety-seven film. Uh, Celine Dion did the soundtrack Titanic. I got Jack Dawson. Oh. Well, he's got Jack Dawson as a couple. Well, he's a charismatic character. People love him. But anyways, is there um, Kate Winslet or Rose is sitting on that uh, door floating out in the middle of the ocean where it's ice freeze in the Atlantic. And then like Jack is like, like just freezing his ass off down there. And then like she's like, I'll never let go of Jack. And Celine Dion's playing. Her music's playing. Uh, bottom line is like, Bitch was too fucking selfish. That was a pretty decent sized door for the day. Like Leonardo DiCaprio could have easily fit on that. So he freezes his ass off, dies of hypothermia, and then he drops it. And then she let bitch let's go too, so yeah. Um, yeah. She, she didn't keep she her word. Fucking lied. Fucking lying bitch. Yeah, I didn't Fuck I, you, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk about historical inaccuracies though. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> No, no Titanic for me. Yes. Uh, so what number are you on? I'm on number 27. Okay, so then after 26, we'll take a break quick yeah. for our sponsors. Yeah, i got to take a squirt. A Hershey's? Yeah. Uh, number 27, badass opening scene uh, in this movie. Shocker value uh, t- out of 10. Um, remember in Conan O'Brien? Or Conan O'Brien. Conan Jesus Bar- Christ. Conan yeah. the Barbarian? Mm-hmm. The, the uh, his mom, yeah, his mom gets yeah beheaded. So when I watched that movie, I was uh, when I first watched it, it was like little, like mm. maybe second grade. And uh, I was like, oh, cool! Look at these guys. I thought that those guys were like on the horses. I thought they were so like menacing. The music, there's no dialogue mm. at all. Like the first it's ten minutes, fucking savagery, man. They come in menacing looking horses. They're mm. all big, you know, and like the camera's low yeah. angle, so you're like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then mm-hmm. the, the, James Earl Jones looks like a fucking creepy dude, mm-hmm. you know, false of doom. 
Yeah. As his name. It's like a porn name, though. <laughs> That'd be mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's also Boom. Mm-hmm. But they show the kid holding his mom's hand. His mom's like, I got the sword out, ready to like mm-hmm. defend herself. James Earl Jones just pulls out this huge ass sword, turns his back on her, and then all of a sudden you just see the kid, and you see the hand, you see the head drop down, lopped off. The kid doesn't even like knows, doesn't even know what happens. And then the hand just kind of goes away as his mom's body falls mm-hmm. aside like that. That's impactful. So, mm-hmm. I oh, that's a good pick. I don't have a good pick. Yeah. Because I think for my 80s action, both like the first two Conan's made it on my list. So number 27 for me. I know this, this mention of this scene is made one of our podcasts somewhere. I call it Slaughter Surprise from the 2000 film, 7 film, The Mist. So this mysterious mist goes over some town, I think in Maine probably. You know, because that's the Stephen King thing. And then, um, like, whatever's in the mist is killing people. Like, some kind of aliens or something like that. Or Canadians, I don't know. And um, <laughs> I was just for a joke, but... So they get in the... You know, whatever the vehicle they were in, they were trying to get to... Or the military was. Like, Thomas Jane and a couple of survivors. And all of a sudden, like, the, I don't know if it ran out of gas, whatever it was. But they're, like, they're just sitting there. And like, oh, fuck, you know. Like, they see the mist coming. Like, we're gonna, you know, we're going to die kind of thing. And... He's looking at everybody in the vehicle, and I think, and uh, I think one of them was his kid, I think. But like he had like the other random survivors too. It's like there was like four other people. And then he's like looking at the gun. He's like, you can tell he's just, what am I going to do here? So he shoots everybody like a mercy thing, like oh we're going to die and I'll fucking deal with whatever. And then he goes to kill himself. Click 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 out of bullets. And then you hear all this noises and shit. And then the military comes through to rescue everybody. Yeah. So you could just, like, it was just a mind fuck for him. Like, he killed everybody. And if they would have just held on for, like, a short amount of time longer, nobody would have died. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Can't take that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, uh, for number 26. All right. Uh, the movie's Terminator 2. Oh, okay. I got a little mention. I got... <clears throat> I got the foster parents. Oh shit! Didn't see that coming. With uh, yeah, Todd, Todd, and uh, you know whatever the mom's name, uh, Janet mm. maybe I can't remember her name, mm. but anyway, uh, and he's making a phone call, mm-hmm. and uh, he doesn't realize that the the T one thousand has already uh, mm-hmm. killed his, his foster parents. He takes over his mm-hmm. mom foster mom's body, yeah. and this guy Todd, his stepdad's like yelling at the dog. The dog's barking. He's like. Hey, shut the hell up, you worthless piece of shit. And uh, as the mom's talking to him on the phone, you see, like, the camera only shows, like, her switch yeah. f- hands with the phone, yeah. and then her, her other hand goes like, to the side like this, and then you don't see, you hear, like, and you don't see anything until, like, the camera pans over, and her arm is, like, liquefied mm. into a big, it's long like blade. puppet master type <laughs> shit, you know? And the guy's, like, in the middle of drinking out of the milk carton, and mm. it's, like, goes right through his mouth yep. and his head. He's mm. stuck up against the cabinet. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a that's a good that's a great pick. Yeah. That runner up for me, so I like that. So number twenty six here. I'm gonna go with a film from '86 here, animated film. This one got a lot of kids upset, and I think Troy can relate to this. That animated film for Transformers, Optimus Prime's death for number twenty six. <laughs> but that, that upset a lot of kids though. 
So you just, you know, laying there on the table, everybody's surrounded by him, and yeah, he became one with the Matrix, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Went into the big metal heaven. I was say, as a kid, that probably upset you a little bit. Well, I had the shoes, so yeah. 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 I mean, like, do you take them back to the store? Like, this is bullshit. No, because they were probably, I mean, I would wear those shoes now yeah. if I had them. Yeah. They were Velcro, mm-hmm. but on the side, they had uh, hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know from, how you could... From the Allspark, right? You could turn them, and they would be like, oh, mm-hmm. Optimus Prime, ooh, Optimus Prime, ooh, nothing. But you could, you know... More than beats the eye. Shit, more than meets the feet. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I don't know how much my mom paid for those shoes, but mm-hmm. never ahead of its time. Before we take a break here, we'll give you a quick total here. So we got... Not se- doing so good. No, so we got no golden matches, and we got seven... Regular matches. You pick 19, I pick 9. So we're going to take a quick break here, refill our mugs, maybe throw some chai in, and we'll get back to it, see if we get a golden match here. Adios. All right. Part two, we professor's top fifty. Part two, part or part two. If you're a Frenchman, or Dwight, for example. <laughs> part two, our top fifty movie kills slash deaths. Um, so we're gonna jump right into it. Here we go, Professor T. What do you got for number twenty-five? Uh, twenty-five, kill the clowns from outer space. Had to put it in. That's a good pick. Uh, this the specific kill. As the uh, little short clown, yeah, he um, he's got a tricycle mm-hmm. that he's riding, and he pulls up uh to this side of the bar, and there's a bunch of these uh, tough-looking bikers parked out front, mm-hmm. and uh, they start making fun of him. You know, mm-hmm. oh, look at this guy's bike, nice bike, and <laughs> this one biker comes up to me, and goes like, oh, do you mind if I uh, can I ride your bike? And the clown goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He nods his head, yeah, and the guy just picks up his bike and smashes it on the ground and stomps on it, and mm-hmm. like he's got the little honker horn, and it's like everyone starts laughing and cheering, and then he goes, "Oh, what are you gonna do?" Or no, he's like, "Oh, sorry," and then the the little clown he jumps up in the air and he like disappears, comes back down mm-hmm. two seconds later, and he's got boxing gloves on mm-hmm. and he's dancing around, like he wants to box him, and the guy. Uh, who stomped on his bike goes, oh, what are you going to do, knock my block off? And uh, the little clown nods his head, yeah, again, then he gives him one uppercut, knocks his head off, and it goes into the trash can, mm-hmm. a la Friday 13th, yep. part, part 8. But Killer Clowns came up before, so. Let the record show. Yep. So we got to add a, it's number 25 here, we got to add a match though real quick, I don't have Killer Clowns, but for the Scarface thing, for all intents and purposes. Because remember how I said I had a Scarface one? So we'll call them the movies a match, just to boost our stats. So this one I have, you probably know this one, like an Angel, Angel Fernandez with the chainsaw. Mm. So in that hotel room, and they're making Tony watch this. So they're just brutally, just cut this guy with a chainsaw while he's alive. And they actually had to edit that scene a little bit for because it was rated X originally, because that was one of the reasons. But 
Did you watch Tony watch it? You watch whatever little soul he has slip away because he's watching it, and that from does I don't like how he was always a criminal, but I think that really just took his soul away right there, and that's when he, I think that was like the last part before he went completely dark. Um, that was his brother. Yeah, so he just you could tell like he just like he lost all faith in humanity, and that's when he became the deranged man he was. That that was like just the beginning of Tony Montana. That's why I never trust Colombians. Colombians, yeah, fucking faggot man, cabron. And that lady in that hotel room was a fucking oh whore, a bitch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you see that when he watches his brother die, mm-hmm. his eyes so that just gives it away. Yeah, like you could tell like any, anything, any twinkling's gone. He like it goes from he kind of maybe has a soul there to like just dark. Just dark, man. Well, should have felt the same way about his sister. Yeah, Gina. <laughs> uh, number 24 for me, um, I lumped these uh, deaths all in one. Okay. But because there's so many of them, it's a, it's a big scene. Huh. Um, what do you have? I, I don't think you'll have it. It's, it's a Quentin Tarantino. Oh, never mind. Uh, Kill Bill. Oh, that's a good pick, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's a few in there, but I mean, um, just because there's so many of them, I put the Crazy 88s when she takes on the the whole Crazy 88 mm-hmm. gang in, in uh, Gogo, which Gogo was kind of kicking her ass, you mm-hmm. know, for the first few seconds there. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, just over the top uh, kills, uh, chopping guys' heads off, chopping mm-hmm. guys' arms off, uh, jumping around. I mean, it's a it's a kung fu film, but they had a couple they, of volumes though, so you they know, definitely good. go over that. Oh, the Crazy Eighty Eight. Oh, the like Kill Bill. Oh yeah, yeah. But there's a there's a band called the uh, no the six seven, the nine six seven five six seven and eights. Yeah, there's a Japanese band, mm-hmm. five six seven and eights. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but yeah. She knows that he's a sword though. Uh, a Hanzo sword. Yeah, Hattori Hanzo. So number 25, no, 24 for me. Let me pull up the soundboard here. Somehow my soundboard, I exit out of it, I don't know how. My dad, I know my dad, he listens to the show, he'll appreciate this, but. Let me turn my volume up here. Let me do redo it, there we go. Diplomatic community. <laughs> you know that scene, yeah, where that guy, the diplomatic community, has his ID card with the badge, and then uh, Murtaugh just shoots him and then falls to his, yeah, dead. So, like, I was like priceless. Diplomatic immunity, re- re- how do you say it? Immunity revoked. That's that's my kill. Yeah. I don't have that. This one you might have, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, from uh, Godfather. I got the uh, Sonny's death. Is that where he? I mean, where is he rid of the bullets? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a good pick. At that uh, like, like a train depot yeah. station or whatever, mm. but they barricade him in, mm-hmm. and uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a it's a brutal uh, brutal scene. Like but, a gangland mobster kill. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I think he was dead the uh, the first shot maybe or two. They hit him 147 times. Mm-hmm. I think they got him. Well, yeah, Sonny, he, he got too big for his britches in a way, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah, plus, yeah, like, the thing is, you, you speak of putting things on a pedestal, that's what he did, too. Yeah. No. Well, I think he cheated on his wife on a wedding day, didn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because I read the book before I actually watched the movie, believe it or not. I didn't see the movie till adult. 
and when you read the book, it's obviously by Mario Puzo, good stuff. And yeah, yeah, right away he's just going to town on chicken them, yeah. So infidelity here, guys. Okay, we saw it way back in number 48, infidelity. He nearly dies. Infidelity kills him here. So you better uh, work your things out with your significant other so you don't have to worry about that. To number 23, Million Dollar Baby. I got uh, the euthanization of uh, Maggie Fitzgerald. So promising young fighter and then a freak accident in the boxing ring. And Clint Eastwood has, or Clint Eastwood, <laughs> for humor for a second, but he's heartbroken. You know, he's at her hospital bed, and obviously, if you don't know what euthanization is, it has nothing to do with the euthanasia. So, nothing with kids in Asia, no. Euthanasia, obviously, hashtag Dr. Kevorkian. He pretty much Epstein's her, you know. So, it's sad, but he, he, like she didn't have, she wasn't going to have a life. So, that was just powerful and sad. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good pick. Ooh, number 22, uh, one of the best uh, Friday the 13th scenes of the, all the franchise um, in, this, in the series uh, from part six. I got the RV, the RV scene. The, the hashtag save sex. Yeah. Uh, well. Well, they didn't have save sex and then what kind of happens. Yeah, well, he, he didn't get to finish. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. the moral of the story. Yeah. But when Jason's on the RV, really, mm. morals are out the window. Mm. But, uh, so yeah, he, um, the zipper, a guy and a girl, <laughs> a guy and a girl are, uh, making whoopee in this RV. Yeah, coitus. And, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, uh, long story short, uh, Jason ends up getting inside the RV. They don't know it yet. He's hiding out inside the bathroom. <laughs> yep. And, uh, they start bombing down the road and, uh, with a great song, uh, Teenage Frankenstein yeah. by Alice Cooper yeah. playing uh, on the radio. Mm -hmm. And the girl walks by the bathroom door going up to the driver's seat and the door plop flies open and Jason grabs her and snatches her back into the bathroom and they start kind of scuffling or whatever and she's screaming for her boyfriend's name. He takes her face and puts it through the bathroom yeah. wall yeah. and then they sh this uh, sheen the scene uh, cuts to the outside of the rv and you see like the fiberglass like just yeah. form Bow into off. her face yeah it's fucking cool and then uh he goes up kills kills the driver with the old uh, john rambo survival knife to the temple yeah. the rv does a, mm -hmm. a half turn lands on the street skids down the road for i don't know 50 100 yards and as soon as it comes to a stop the door just flies open. Jason just blows the door off, jumps up on top of the RV, and just stands there as it's on fire. Like really, really cool sequence. Yeah. Probably like my favorite one. I thought like just the way that it looks with the music, uh, the ingenuity with the with the death uh, of that girl in the um, in the bathroom. Just no, that's good. Great pick. Great pick. Don't have it. I like it. Badass. So number twenty-two here. I think I, I see. I got a, a Stephen King theme. Not not intentional, but from The Shining. I got Jack with the ice maze, so he's trying to kill his kid. Uh, for, later, be known as Doctor Sleep. Check it out; pretty interesting. Danny Torrance, he's chasing him through this uh, maze, ice maze with an axe, and then uh, uh, Danny Torrance does the old Native American trick. I think that's how you say Indian if you're an asshole, I'm just or Guardian if you're Cleveland. That's fucking bullshit. Don't get me started. But anyways, <laughs> first place by the way, baby. First place in the AL Central right now. So yeah, he kind of like doubles back and gets out of there. And then, yeah, Jack pretty much freezes to death. 
trying to find him. And then like, he, like when they, the next like the picture of him like the next day he, like just froze and they're looking at his face. Gold man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm on twenty one. We'll get a match here. I feel it. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't. I don't feel like it. Like it's gonna match. Just because I don't think you ever seen this movie, uh, Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. Uh, part eight. Oh, not part eight. No, the littlest. Yeah. Reich, the yeah. littlest Reich. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one. Uh, in the whole Puppet Master series, the, the fact that you have little twelve, twelve-inch high, uh, little puppets killing people, is inventive enough yeah. to probably Even from the make first one, yeah. a whole. Top fifty puppet master. Kids. Yeah, he probably could do the whole show on that. Um, but yeah, they they're all great. Um, but this one that came out, and this is the latest in the series, came out in two thousand eighteen. Uh, these guys, they're now collectors who are taking these puppets and they're buying them on the interwebs. Dark and, web. Uh, they go to this convention to trade or buy other ones and stuff like that. So there's like 30 different puppets mm. inside this hotel waiting for this convention to start. And this one guy's got one in his room. The puppet's call, uh, his name is uh, Anti-Gyro. Mm-hmm. And basically he's got one uh, uh, mechanical arm and on top of his hand it's a propeller. And so he's set up in the bedroom. The guy gets up and goes into the bathroom take a leak. And sees pissing. Anti-Gyro comes on, his lights, his mm. eyes turn red and he turns himself on. And he starts flying around the room, you mm. know, and then you can see him like in the background. He's like flying around the bedroom as mm. the guy's pissing. The camera's like viewing behind him. And this guy's just, you know, so you see the puppet go by. Then also it goes in the bathroom, goes by really fast in front of him, slits his throat. And the guy's grabbing his throat and it's like, mm. and it goes by him again, hits him in the face. Mm. His head like explodes. They show mm. it exploding mm. against the wall like the, basically... Mm how scanners was yeah that's what this guy's head did but then the, the next scene is like right after that it shows his head getting lopped off and it falls in the toilet and he's still pissing and he's pissing on his own face hashtag pissing blood yeah hashtag golden shower yeah no, that's a that's awesome <laughs> that's good so uh, great creativity yeah great uh uh creativity yeah so check it out check out all the puppet masters well, I got one anti-gyro are those side nines? <laughs> number. Put the lotion in the basket. Give me back my fucking dog. I got uh, number 21. It's from Silence of the Lambs. I got the Buffalo Bill Showdown. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, ironically, and Jackass, one of our, my favorite stunts, but not to that point. <laughs> so, yeah, the house is all dark. And, you know, Jodie Foster's, you know, our Clarice, she's, like, having a showdown with the serial killer. And, you know, it's all dark, and the guy's in his own elements, you know, like, well, Disclaimer about night vision goggles, like there's the depth perception issues, so just let you know as Hollywood that you're, you're gonna be more agile, but there's always a depth perception when we wear night goggles, just from military experience. Anyways, yeah, like he's wearing night vision goggles, he can see, you know, like he has like the advantage, position advantage. Anyways, Buffalo Bell ends up dying, you know, you know, Clarice gets him, but it's just like, that's a scary thing, like if you're, okay, I'll, like, you know, you're with a serial killer in his elements, it's dark. He has the night vision goggles, and somehow she came up on top. But just that scene alone, just like the building. You know, he's like, he was always almost within reach of, gra- of touching her. Yeah, you it's know, crazy. She didn't even know it. Yeah, she got she lucky. I feel like he, he was just fucking with her, but mm-hmm, yeah, he didn't know up. she was going to flip the light switch on. Yeah, so <laughs> keep her moving. What do you got for number? 
Uh, 20? Well, 20, we had a match. I, I, I was Jurassic mm-hmm. Park for mm-hmm. me, but uh, for number 19, I got um, the original Halloween uh, film, the opening scene. Oh, with Michael? With Michael and Killing that, his sister? Yeah, the point of view um, mm-hmm. with him putting a little mask yeah. on. The clown um, mask. Just the fact that that was the opening scene of the mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. and you weren't too sure at that moment. You didn't know mm-hmm. who the killer was. Because they don't show yep. who it was. It's yeah. point of view. So mm-hmm. you're only seeing what he's seeing. Yep. And then the reveal that it was Michael. Yeah, little Michael a, in the clown you know, costume. Ten-year-old kid. I mean, he just killed his fucking sister, you know. Like, that was... That's a good pick. That's dark. Honorable mention, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, that. Yeah, that's... It still holds true to this day, mm-hmm. how dark that is. Boy, and they ruined that fan franchise so, after that. So, yeah, so my theme here, fucking another Stephen King one from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I, I call it Gage Smash. Gage Smash for number 20 from the, the Orinco truck. Orinco. Kill him. Okay. Finish him. Yep, so Gage is flying his kite, and they're, you know, they're having a good family time. You know, careful, Gage. And the kite gets you know swept up by the wind. and then I the, dropped it. Like yeah. saying that shit, doing the baby talk and shit. And then, yeah, that truck just smokes him. And then you see, like, the shoes fly and stuff. That was, like... Even though you don't see him get hit by the truck, just that was dark. So yeah. yeah, I got Gage getting smashed by that truck for number twenty. I have it for number twelve. Close, but no cigars. So yeah. we're at ten right now. So we cover the spread for me. We gotta get nine more here. So let's see if we can do it. I think we're gonna get a match here soon. You don't let the baby go out the road, Lewis. Mm-hmm. Side note about that house. So like, cause actually where they filmed that in Maine, both those houses are literally across the street from each other. Um, they're they're blacked out and stuff. You can't see them because of like Google Maps. But the house that you see Fred Gwynn live in, like that's actually that it's a small like like single level home actually. And they built the, that old Victorian house like on top of that. Like so, oh. when they burnt down, they just burnt down the set. But there's actually a house underneath it. Just the more you know. Hmm. I know you're gonna have this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commando. Lay off some steam, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got the steam pipe to kill. For what number? Uh, I, uh, 18. Uh, you know, I really, because like, I, I don't know where to put this, and I like that kill. I put it for number two. Because <laughs> I know how you are, like how much you love Commando. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, great pick. Yeah, just a... Right to the fucking steam pipe. Really dude. badass. I mean, there, there's tons of good one-liners in there. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I almost put in uh, the, the fucking saw blade yeah. when he threw it out of that tool, the woodshed, and he yeah. cut that guy's scalp right off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a great death. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... There was a chunk of guys. The head came yeah, right off with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's another. That's another honorable mention. That yeah, definitely put in there. Yeah, Vernon Davis getting that steam pipe to the chest. Yeah, that, that was poetic justice too. Yeah. And it. then again with the, he, he always had the snappy one-liners. Mm. Like man, this guy let off some steam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fire drill. Um, I don't need the chicken shit gun. I don't need <laughs> the girl. <laughs> so this one, I think you might have it. Um, this one, this one for seeing this as a younger kid. It kind of sticks with you, mm. from from my girl. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. Tom, Thomas J. Thomas J. So Thomas J. is trying to find like that earring or a ring or something like ring. that. That ring, yeah. And he's on like this uh, wooded area. And dumb part of him, he shouldn't have done this. But like, it's not as bad as like how people say it. Like, you know, he's like he pissed out the bees, but he like didn't. So there's this beehive sitting in the ground. 
you don't fuck with beehives in general, you know, especially if you're allergic. So he kicks the beehive. It wasn't like he like kicked it, kicked it, you know, like just like fuck you bees, fuck you. But he just gave him a nice kick, decent kick, and then he's still looking for this thing, searching through the leaves. And now the the bees start coming. He's swatting at them, and obviously Thomas J was allergic to bees. And then right after that, you know, like Danny gets a new whatever name, and then she's she's upset and stuff. And at his funeral too, like like how heartbroken she is, looking at his little body in the the casket. And, he, he can't have his glasses. He can't see without his glass. That was tough to watch, though. Yeah. So I got I got Thomas J dying for the beehive. That's a good pick too. I I, I could have put that one on mm-hmm. here. I, I didn't. But uh, sidetrack um, that uh, that girl in there, Anna Klumski. She's hot still. Dude, I um, when that movie came out, she was doing a promotional tour. I didn't know it at the time, but my family took a trip to Arlington Horse. Did I ever tell you this? Yeah, you did. I think it made one of our shows. Did I mention it before? I feel like I, I, I don't know why I tell it to everybody. Cause, yeah. cause she's hot. Well, I mean, yeah, she's hot. She's hot, but you know, but yeah, I um, I met her at the horse track, and I wasn't even trying. Like yeah. I was off doing my own thing, looking at these stables. Yeah. She was doing an interview for this My Girl movie, mm-hmm. and when the interview was done, she walked right by where I was coming. Her and some other lady walked right yeah. by me, and I recognized her. And I was like, "Uh, uh hey, hey." Yeah. She's like, "Hi." Yeah. I was like, "Whoa." So she said, and I told my mom. I went back to the scene. I go, "Uh, yeah, you know, my girl, she's here." And I met her. I met her by. Oh yeah, yeah, you met her. But well, you did. Well, believe me. I'm like, oh, well, okay, fine. Well, I did. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, and we made out, too. A true story, you made out. <laughs> the last part. Right. Uh, me and the horse, not me and her. Yeah, yeah. Some peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. Secretariat. Get weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, at least I didn't do the old switcheroo. Indio. <laughs> Remember Jackass? Yeah. The switcheroo with the sleeve. Oh, yeah. Tomar? Uh, no problem. I'm, I'm ash- ashamed of myself. I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah. Uh, Number this fucking shit gets so off track. Yeah. Uh, uh, number seventeen, the uh, first Phantasm movie. Uh, oh shit! Honorable mention. I didn't. I didn't. Cause we use it in our horror movies, so I don't. I didn't put it there. Is it what the guy looks like? Uh, Mike. Hmm. From uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Mike, kind of like or like in the beginning they're talking about that death or. No, no. This is uh, the character. So when. The kids running through the mausoleum mm-hmm. and the the metal spheres. Yeah, yeah, those things. Yeah, those are nasty. So, when I was a kid, those metal spheres were like the only reason you really watched mm-hmm. Phantasm. Mm-hmm. It's like you want to see the metal sphere. But the first time I saw it, I was like, "Holy shit!" And it would look so real. I mean, it was yeah. actually stuck in his head. You could they showed a side view of it. The yeah. barb was stuck in his fucking forehead. And then the drill starts going through, mm-hmm. and then there was a hole in the front of the ball, and it starts shooting out blood mm-hmm. as it's going into this guy's brain. I mean, it was yeah, that was that was pretty graphic. Yeah, that was like seventy eight. It, yeah. it was seventy nine. Only bad thing about that movie is that the blood was like, you know what tomato soup looks like? Yeah, it was like that orangish. More of a bisque. Yeah, <laughs> tomato bisque. <laughs> so that was the only uh, gripe about that. It's like, uh, could have used a little bit more red dot. Oh, you didn't have that one. Honorable mention. So this one, this was a '98 film. Uh, just, I think it's still amazing for a time. Saving Private Ryan. I got the death, the death of Captain Miller. Because mm. like it's just like, sh- uh, he's like on his last stand and stuff. Then you see this German tank rolling up too, and like he's he's using his handgun because that's all he has, and he's shooting at the tank like. And with the timing with his last shot, it looks like the tank explodes, but it's actually the planes coming through and stuff. 
and then that line he tells uh, Matt Damon or Private Ryan, you know, like, you know, just, you know, don't let them die in vain kind of thing. It was just, like, you didn't see that coming at first. When you first watched the movie, you're like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. So, Captain Miller. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't have that one. I remember the opening scene in that movie was yeah. fucking intense. Though. D-Day, yeah. That was really, really well done. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously nothing like uh, reality, but... Mm-hmm. 16... This one we kind of we kind of talked about uh, I think in passing. Um, give a uh, preview. Um, old Yeller. Honorable I mention. That. Oh, you didn't put it in. I, and man, you know, that one did bother me when I was a kid. It had a big effect. It was when Travis had to take care of be a yeah. man. Like that's where he became from a boy to a man. Right there, yeah. kind of when he had a. Yeah. Well, and I still think like he was the man of the house. Yeah, you original, but like that's right there. That's a man decision he had to do, because nobody likes to like, because it's it's harder for us to like. I don't know for me being an animal person too. Like like humans die, whatever. I guess we're desensitized how we how we're raised now in the last you know thirty years. But yeah, like for a dog, like and he he had to, he had to put it down. He didn't have a choice because the dog had rabies. But the dog died in like he didn't die in vain. I don't think because he see you know he was a hero. You know like when he did what he had to do and he got cujoed pretty much and. Yeah, like you could tell Travis was like that was really hard for him to do it, but he had to be the man of the house and step up and and and, and put him down. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me, I guess, too, because I got a, I got a lab, I guess. So that's for me. I, I, as much as I appreciate the cinematic art, like for me, I couldn't put it in there because I just I think of my lab, so that's why I couldn't yeah. put it in. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, if it's your dog, and that's why he, I think he had to do it. Yeah. You know, and he said that he had to do it because it was his dog. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom was like, I'll do it. You know, if you can't, I'll do it. And yeah. he's like, no, he's my dog. I'll, I'll do it. So, but I mean, still hard. Yeah. Though. Like, it's like if you, if you can't watch this, you watch that scene now, and if you don't get like a tear in your eye or some kind of like, you don't have a soul for real. That's, yeah. that tugs at the heartstrings for, for real. That's a good, a good pick though for this, yeah. but that's yeah, tough. Um, so, that was one of them emotional ones. So I got, I got a, well, it's not really a fun one, but, uh. Our movie Hellraiser. Oh, okay. Frank's destruction, I call it. So, well, Frank was the loser brother that traveled the world and was a ladies' man, but and then he, you know, found that uh, a Rubik's cube from that Cenobites had. He solves it. They pretty much like kill him, but then he comes back to life, takes his brother's body. Long story short, and at the end of the movie, like, cause like they 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 wanted Frank, like the Cenobites, like, and he's escaped them. And then at the end, like, the Cenobites get him, and then, like, those hooks shoot out, and he's just, like, he's ripped apart. And it's just, like, it's gory as fuck, but it's pretty good for his time. And then, like, the last line, like he says, kind of, you know, from the New Testament line, he's like, and Jesus wept. Like, that was, that was pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. That's uh, one of my favorite, even though the movies are kind of... After the first one, fucking sucked. Yeah, pretty much. But I like the design of yeah. um, Pinhead. I yeah. like oh, yeah. my favorite. We'll show you plain pleasure <laughs> beyond all measure. Or something. Stop crying. That's a waste of good suffering. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tear your soul apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, number fifteen. Speaking of special effects, one of my all-time favorite uh, horror movies for the special effects purposes. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, I, I knew you were going to have I don't have it. But that's, yeah, I and there's a lot of cool effects in this movie. Um, but one of the best ones is uh, when Norris is one of the uh, explorers. Um, 
these guys are getting infected with this uh, mimic um, virus and they don't know what it is at the at the time of, of this scene mm -hmm. and uh, Norris has a heart attack um, when they're all kind of trying to figure out who's infected and who's not and he has a heart attack they throw him up on this table and they get a defibrillator out and they give him two, jol two mm. jolts of this defibrillator mm. and the third time they do it his chest zigzags mm -hmm. opens up takes the guy's arms fall in mm -hmm. his chest closes on him cuts the guy's arms off he pulls out stubs he's fucking bleeding all over mm -hmm. they're all freaking out like what the fuck just happened and mm -hmm. all of a sudden he morphs into some his head's attached but it's like spider like body it's like a cane yeah. moment from aliens kind of heart yeah and uh kurt, uh, kurt douglas mm -hmm. uh, or um kurt russell's mm -hmm. character in there has got a flamethrower mm -hmm. and he lights it up and it kind of melts mm -hmm. out but it's on the table and it's and his head is basically melting off the table that's hanging off the side mm -hmm. and it detaches and it, when it lands on the floor it's got these mm -hmm. uh, they, they remind me they, they remind me of licorice ropes yeah but they're just fucking flapping all over the place and the noise that they make it's it's creepy yeah uh, but then it his head sprouts out eight legs and his eyes come out in little prongs like this yeah it's creepy and it shit. takes yeah. off i mean that sequence of effects i guess it's not even a death i mean norris is dead obviously but yeah he's he's infected with this uh this the thing, thing virus the thing, that, the thing yeah uh, so yeah, Norris is no longer, yeah. but he is. That uh, was ahead of its time too, I think. Right? Yeah, that was so uh, in, in, in ingenious. Yeah. Of how they did that um, special effects stuff. So, for me, Rob, Rob Bottin yeah. was a special effects makeup artist, and he was like 20, 21 years old when that, he did that, that shit. That's, that's really good. That's like a name for yourself doing shit like that, though. And he basically said, uh, "Fuck Hollywood," and he he, did, he you, he's off the grid now. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's like him. a legend. Mm -hmm. um, he did stuff on uh, from the fly. Mm -hmm. the, the fly. Change the world, yeah. Um, <laughs> so my, yeah. My, <laughs> so for me, for number sixteen here, change up a little bit. I got Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I got Death by Ark. And uh, well, because I was like, well, you get Doctor Belok and his face gets melted off, and that major and stuff but like the funny thing that makes me laugh about this too is because you see a bunch of nazis drop and then the, like all the main carrot bad like officer just their faces all melt off like like hey dipshits did you not like read the bible and stuff because the old testament the ark of the covenant it was only supposed to be handled by like the levite people like the levite tribe and like god only you know because he because he's like he even said the bible too like don't look in there even says about like hey i commanded like you know okay this uh, you know this like god's uh, connection to the earth and uh around he's like there so people in the bible too i can't remember what book it is in the old testament but you know people were kind of curious and like you know i don't know one, one chapter like one book like 30 guys like died just looking at the ark you know and that's in the bible okay so and that's what i, what I believe so it's kind of funny like all right you know people like didn't pay attention then god killed them same thing with the ark you know, they like, oh, we got the Ark of the Covenant now. What? That's great, but uh, they obviously didn't do their research with the Bible in the Old Testament, and look what happened. So, wow. face melt. <laughs> yeah. Thought you were gonna say about that one bald-headed guy who gets his head chopped in the propeller. Remember, yeah. boxing yeah. on the airfield. <laughs> that guy kind of looked like me. A yeah, bit. <laughs> the special effects were good though. Yeah, the real mm -hmm. Ark. So it's a new. Um, this is a another horror movie. <clears throat> 1976, I believe, 
Carrie. Oh, that's a good pick, damn it, Beth. Is it her mom? Huh? Is it her mom? No. no. It's Carrie's, uh, the prom scene. Oh, the pig Basically, blood. when uh, the pig's blood. Yeah. The kids are fucking mean. That's what they, that's, they got what they The deserve. whole movie's about bullying. Yeah. And I mean, if, if people are bullying now and you're a parent of a, of a kid who's bullying, you should show them the movie Carrie. Yeah. That might be anti-bullying message. Bullying. Yeah. I mean, you have to believe some pretty evil shit, but I mean, still. Yeah. Karma's a bitch. Mm, they, that, that movie's a... They got all what's coming to them, pretty oh, much. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Fucking mean kids. Yeah. So number 15 here. Uh, you betcha, yeah. I got uh, I got Fargo here. <laughs> I got where uh, Steve Buscemi, or better known as Carl in the movie, is... Uh, I got shot in the fucking face. Yeah, like he get, <laughs> The guy gets... Because uh, he gets an argument with that uh, other guy that doesn't talk much, his partner. And then, like, he's just like, I ain't fucking dealing with this shit. And then, guy comes, hits him with an axe. And then, like, that's pretty brutal enough. And then, it kind of cuts away. And then, when, um, uh, what's her name shows up, the cop. And then, uh, you see, like, the foot getting fed into the wood chipper and shit. And the, it, you're supposed to believe it's, like, Steve Buscemi. But I'm like, that was dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wood chipper. Yep. That was a good, that was a good movie. <clears throat> um, you probably won't have this one, but uh, <clears throat> the the original Omen. Another honorable mention. Like I, that, that was on my radar. So, this one, if I'm allowed, I think I am. It's our show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I put two separate deaths in, and mm-hmm. uh, I basically tied them, um, both for the same movie. But in the uh, in the opening sequence. The little kids, Damien, is having a birthday party. Yep. And uh, this scene came out of nowhere. His nanny. So there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of stuff that they show you, like, with the Rottweiler and, Mm -hmm. you know, him, like, looking at the dog and the dog always just kind of being around him and stuff like that and the music and things. So they're setting the tone that this kid ain't no regular fucking Mm -hmm. kid, you know. And uh, so his nanny, for whatever reason, this dog looks at the nanny, the kid looks at the dog, and then the nanny goes upstairs to this house, ties a noose around her neck, stands out on the ledge of the window and yells, it's all for you, Danny, it's yep. all for you. With a smile on her and face. And then just jumps yep. and hangs herself in front of like a birthday like party for the kids. Yeah. And like, oh, that was That was, okay. really, yeah, that's fucked, that was fucked up, yeah. That's... So that was kill one. Later on in the film, there's a photographer who's uh, sending things to uh, Damien's dad and saying, like, you know, look at these photographs. Yeah. You know, you can see some of these things. You know, this imagery here is like there, there's a work. The work of the devil here is going on. We're, we're dealing with the occult. Yep. And, um, so the photographer guy, he's, um, he's in front of this. Uh, it's an open window. Um, there's no, there's nothing behind it. So it's a, it's a building with, there's no wall or anything. Mm. And a, a worker, a glass worker, has a truck with a sheets of glass laid yeah, on the that back was, of the yeah, bed. Yeah, yep. And he gets out of the truck and it like shifts into neutral, and the truck starts rolling down this hill, and the the photographer guy is like in front of this building. <laughs> yeah. The glass hits like a barricade. Or the truck hits a barricade and the sheet of glass comes out and fucking slices yep. his head right. They show it in slow motion. Yeah. His head just yep. in the air. I'm like, oh, 
So, like, supposedly, Uh-oh. that was a part of the movie. Supposedly, in in real life, during the filming of that movie, that there was someone that had a car accident that mm-hmm. that, that particular didn't happen, but they got in a car accident, they were decapitated, just like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, not with the glass, but just because of the accident. But mm-hmm. there was some other uh, stuff that was um, going on in the movie that, that they say that it was cursed. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, the whole filming of that. There was a lot of stuff, kind of yeah. like The Exorcist, like just... Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was interesting. If you watch that movie, Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, you watch those three in one night, I swear to God, you're not going to be able to sleep. No, like even just, like, even just one of them. Just one yeah. Of them. It's one yeah, of them. If you can get through all three. Yeah, no, yeah. if you even finish fucking one, like between the Exorcist, like any of them, really, to be honest with you, like there's, yeah, like, yeah, you're going to have nightmares regardless. Mm-hmm. So speaking of nightmares, transitioning here from Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, uh... My wife brought up this joke uh, with this one. She, you know, like, you thought Amber Heard, you know, did you know did something bad to you know Johnny Depp's bed. I got Glenn Lance here with uh, so he's trying to stay awake and he has you know his TV and his headphones. He's doing everything because he knows like spatch it's gonna happen. And then sure enough, he falls asleep and then uh, pretty much uh, Freddy like Amber Heard's him in bed and just kind of like like sucks him in or whatever and just like kind of sucks him through the bed. And all of like spews him up and it's just just nasty and, sh- and then his mom sees like the f- aftermath too. Oh. Yeah, like yeah, like so Amber Heard what she did is fucking child's play compared to what Freddy did to him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I do have that one too. Which one do you got it for? What number number eight. Fourteen. So we're close. So we're at uh, 12 right now. We could be close. Yeah, I literally have to get like almost everyone. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you probably ain't going to have this one, but um, number 11 for me is uh, the never-ending story. Oh, I, I, no, no, I won't mention I think I know what this one is. Because uh, it, if it's what I think it is, like, that was hard to watch. Uh, Artex. Yep, the horse. The horse. In the mud. That was... You, uh, you want to hear what I had? So when I was in third grade, yeah. uh, my my elementary school, so school, put on a, it got all of us. I didn't go to a big elementary school, so I mean there was maybe sixty of us, um, grades one through six, sitting in the gym watching this film. Mm-hmm. I remember very vividly. I'd never seen the film before, and I was like, "Yeah, what is this? What is this cheesy film, or whatever?" All of a sudden, that scene comes on, and I'm sitting around on I'm sitting on the gym floor. I, with classmates around me and stuff, the lights are down, lo, you know, are off basically. And all of a sudden, that Artex, he can't get out of the mud and stuff like that. And that kid's like, come on, come on, come on, you got it, don't give up, don't give up. And all of a sudden, mm. I start feeling myself gonna have to cry. Yeah, that was tough. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I'm starting, like, I'm like, I'm not crying in front of my classmates. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking to, like, the left and right of me going, uh, they're gonna be able to see me because the, the, <laughs> like, the light from the TV's on my face. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, shit. And I was so embarrassed to, like, cry. I'm, like, starting to wiggle around and shit. I'm like, oh. you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking at the TV. But I can hear him saying, come on, don't give up. And the horse is, like, suffering. The horse's face, the mud's up to hear his yeah. face. Is like, I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm, like, going to ball my ass off here. This is intense. So, yeah, that, that scene, like, it didn't traumatize me. But, wow. You watch it now. It's still tough to oh, watch. I ball my ass yeah. off right now. Like that's a really good pick though. Like I, that was that was too, like it was hard for me to like even when I was doing like my research. Okay, because for us it's hard to watch like every movie all over again because of the timing and trying to get the 
Yeah, because like, we got to get through all the stuff in a short amount of time and make sure we get the best bang for our buck. Like, I couldn't watch that scene, even just the clip of that. It was just too hard for me. <laughs> well, to, that's know. why it's so high, because that, that movie... No, that's a great pick, yeah. Man. So, what do you know? I got another Stephen King one, not even realizing it. <laughs> so, from the Green Mile, Green Mile, walking the mile, walking the mile. Side note, though, I do like it when they're like, rehearsing for a different like this is not for my guy but the different guy like right before death it's kind of near the middle of the movie or more towards the beginning like in like you know what's your, what's your last like any last words or something and like the guy's like i want to shit in your hat because i'm one horny motherfucker <laughs> like that, everybody starts laughing and stuff and like tom hanks like no shut up shut up and then he's like you know, like like well, that's something you don't laugh about it kind of like you don't laugh in church and something funny stuff <laughs> but so no i got though there's a couple of pics you can do from this movie but john coffee's execution and agree because yeah, I read the book. The book is actually really good for a book. Like you, you can't put it down. And obviously he was an innocent black guy, but you know the South racist, the South racism. He's guilty because he's black kind of thing. Say so, yeah, I think, and then yeah, like just it was like, and he scared the dark, and and it was hard for you know everybody to, like that kind of had a relationship with him to watch him die the way he did. That was that was tough. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. I wanted didn't didn't make my list, but I get where you're coming from. Well, number ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with the original King Kong. Oh, okay, with the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, State yeah. I mean, I, an Eiffel yeah. Tower. What the fuck? That's France. Uh, that's a seltzer. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. When the when the plane shot him down, I I was like rooting for him, you know, rooting mm-hmm. for King Kong. I always. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence the whole back piece. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, when he when he when he died, that was sad. That was yeah, like that was pretty. Impressive. I mean, I was sad when they they stole him from his island, you know. So, so like, like 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 he's on the island for a reason, Skull Island or whatever you call it. But just remember when he stomped on that one villager. <laughs> but yeah, like he was doing his own thing. He, being doing Kong things there, and he was just he was, he was worshipped. Yeah, and nobody's bothering him. And, uh, yeah, no, that's what they get. Stupid Americans and the interfere with shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's probably a message in there somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, number 10, that was King Kong. Okay, this is from a 97 or 98 film. I'm off on the air, one of the two, though. Uh, this is just <sighs> cinematic gold. Uh, movie Con Air. So, <laughs> no, but it just made, this makes me laugh, though, but it's good. So Conair, uh, what, what, what it sounds like, uh, there's a uh, federal, uh, like a U.S. Marshal's plane full of federal prisoners. Uh, inmates take it over. And uh, so they're uh, at some airport out in the middle of nowhere, and they need to get that big-ass plane refueled to go wherever they want, you know, like to get out of the United States or something. And uh, that one of the guys that they picked up on the second stop in Carson City, Nevada, was a Colombian drug lord, Sandino. And Sandino was supposed to make arrangements with this to you know, have the plane refueled, but you can never trust a Colombian South American drug lord. So uh, when they were trying to get the plane undug, because it was kind of stuck in the desert a little bit because of how it landed, and they're <coughs> trying to get it all squared away, Sandino just like takes off, and then he goes in this small hangar he finds out in this middle of this airfield. <coughs> And then uh, there's like this small like Learjet or something like a personal private jet, 
and he you know gets on that and stuff. There's some stuff that happens in between with some Nicolas Cage and some action. It's pretty solid, but just for time, I'll keep her moving. So Sandino gets on this plane, and then they start to take off, and they're they're going down like the desert trying to get out of there, and then I can't remember. I think it was Nicolas Cage that was going to try to stop him too. So like, is there everybody's trying to figure out where the fuck Sandino is? And this plane's trying to like take off. And he's trying to escape, and I remember like uh, yeah. The main bad guy, Cyrus Grissom, played by Jen Malkovich. Marvelous job on that. He's like, that's my fucking plane, or something like that. He's getting pissed. And then, like, I think it was, uh, like I said, Nicholas Cage, he finds, like, this old, like, crane, hits a button, drops the whole hoist or thing, boom, and then it hits the plane, cuts the plane in half, and explosion sparks. So the plane's cut in half. Sandino is sitting right where this old fuel gas station is, and there's gas, like, bubbling. And he goes, Cy, Cy. We were coming to get you. And then uh, uh, Cyrus Grisham or John Malkovich, like, sees somebody's like smoke and he pulls out a cigarette from the inmate's mouth. He goes, Sigh. And Sandino, and he goes, throws the cigarette at him, blows him, bursts, like, instant, spontaneous combustion, and he goes, Anara. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the humor in that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He has some pretty good one liners yeah. in there. Yeah. Funny fucker, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Johnny, can you fly? No. Okay, because if your dick jumps out of your plants, you jump out of this plane. The next flies, the next wings that you see will be the flies buzzing around your rotting corpse. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Johnny 600 if they knew the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, a lot of lines too. Or like Dave Chappelle is like a bit part too when they're when they were refueling on like Carson City and he just kind of wandered around the airport. He runs into some like that private tour and he sees some attractive young black lady, and uh, you know like oh, you know Department of Erect Corrections. Mm-hmm. What's up, coaches? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, don't go. Oh, yeah, it's like like when he's like when they're doing this distraction they had it on the plane, and he's yeah, he's sitting next to a Native American guy. He's like, hey, um, don't go all wounded knee on me. Yeah. And then yeah, like it was pretty slick though in that movie where they he pulls out the the, the match and the gas, and then he he's, you know he, and he goes and the Native American guy is like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And then like, he, I think he apologized. You know, he didn't mean yeah. it. Yeah. And then he's sorry about this. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you do make it out of this, it was a match. He's like he's burning. Don't his, scalp a. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, don't scalp Snicker. a. Yeah, don't scalp a ninja. And then uh, <laughs> so that caused a big distraction because the plane's on. You know, the guy's on fire, and they try to stop it, and they they, they pull um, yeah, pinball or you know David Chappelle out of there, like that spot there, so they can fight the fire. And he's like, I don't know what's fact. And he was like going all YMCA and shit. Yeah. <laughs> the last of Bohicans is burning. Yeah, that was the best line. Yeah, the last of Bohicans is burning. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had uh, Steve Buscemi. Oh yeah, Garland Green, <laughs> yeah. man. That's Garland Green. Yeah. He's got the whole. Oh, or we could probably do a whole show on top. I mean, I think we did. Yeah, on Con Air. Yeah, just the fucking lines right. and that. And then, well, yeah, when they when they were going through like oh, the smell like someone's shit in your mouth. <laughs> when they're going through the whole uh, look at this walking walk fashion statement. Do rag gotta go, homeboy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just admiring the cage. Um, <laughs> when the plane cr- like when they crash land on the Vegas Strip at the end of the movie. Well, after the movie, like when they're like the uh, Las Vegas Metro PD is like just kind of pulling bodies out and shit, and they find like the Ken doll <laughs> that uh, Garland Green had. And he's like, oh, this is kind of funny to have on a plane full of hard asses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. yeah. All right, son, you. Yeah. Uh, if there's any listeners left, uh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> and, and if we're boring, it was like, like if we're funny, but it's too long, you know what? You can take breaks, too, and save it whenever in your Spotify and resume. 
Oh, it's at 11.22. Yeah. are probably yeah. in bed now. Yeah, so uh, as always, if you want to say, hey, make your shorts fucking shorter than what you plan on, but email us for anything, and you could win free swag at movieprofessors at gmx.com, M-O-V-I-E-P-R-O-F-F-E-S-S-O-R-S. Dot com at gmx.com. And a uh, new professor team. And we're back. And we're back. Number nine for me. Uh, remember um, when this movie came out, how everyone was like, oh, it's got Drew Barrymore in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a big hit. She's like going to make a resurgence into the movies and stuff like that. Big horror movie. Horror? Yeah. And then they kill her in the first like 15 minutes. Because she cost too much money to fucking put her in Yeah. But Scream. No, it's an honorable so Her, uh, her death, even though it was kind of gruesome yeah. and stuff like that, but it was more shocking that they killed her because mm-hmm. people anticipate or expected her to be the like just the the antagonist, antagonist yeah. of the film, like the lead. That was in, in yeah. Like I've I've used this word. I probably overplayed it in here, but I'm kind of tired. So, but I'm gonna use it. That was savagery at its finest for mm-hmm. that. That was a savage death. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's another honorable mention because when I was trying to break down these and rank them and figure out okay what fits for me that was that was up there mm-hmm. that was that was right cut off, right at the end there cut off the so number eleven here for me from the hottest film of nineteen eighty six I got the from Top Gun I got Goose the death of Goose you know there's they're competing in the Top Gun competition uh, plane stalls you know it's going down you got to eject and he was like, like so that when the canopy blew up from the plane and then like the, his ejector chair goes up real fast and just instantly killed. It was just a horrible death, you know. And then the music that they played with that um, it was, uh, I think that was Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack. I could be off maybe. But like like that music when he died and then they're in the ocean and like the heartbreak with uh, Tom Cruise's fate. Like that was a, that was a tough touching scene though too where it's like, which just yeah, just sadness. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, that was a hard scene. I I have it for number three. Oh, so that's a match. All right, mm-hmm. we're at thirteen. Yep. I don't think we're. Gonna, hopefully, you can still hit one golden match. It could happen, but I doubt it. Well, it won't, it's not going to happen on this one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this movie you probably never heard of, but um, nineteen eighty six horror movie called Deadly Friend. Yeah, no, no. Um, I'll give you a quick synopsis. This kid's sort of a computer geek. Um, mm-hmm. He meets a girl who is, uh, they're, they're friends, and uh, her dad is an alcoholic, and he accidentally uh, he gets drunk one night, and he, and he chokes her out, and he kills her. Mm-hmm. And this kid, he built his own robot, mm-hmm. um, and this is, this is before she dies, so like, his friends know of of this robot. This robot's name's BB. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when the girl dies, he thinks that he can bring her back to life by putting in a computer chip in her brain. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's like a modern Cyborg. Frankenstein, you know, uh, Frankenstein. Uh, so yeah. it, it does work. You know, she comes back. You know, and she's not obviously a hundred percent normal and things like that. Mm-hmm. But she also has uh, a little bit of uh, recall on anyone who's mean to her friend, the kid who built her, which is including mm-hmm. the neighbor lady who is played by Anne Ramsey of oh, okay. uh, Goonies fame, Mama yeah, Fratelli. Yeah, or uh, you don't have a cousin, Patty. Yeah. From I got a worse sister in my ear. Get it out. 
Oh, love his mommy. <laughs> Come here, mama. Yeah. But yeah, Ann Ramsey plays this really, I mean, I think she plays a crotchety old woman in every yeah. movie she's oh, in. Oh, she nails it, too. Really and, raspy and just just disgusting, kind of. Yeah. So in this, uh, in this scene, um, one of the kids, had, they, the, their basketball goes over into her yard. Mm. She takes it and brings it in the house. And she's like, you're not getting it back, you stupid kids. And That was really good for the voice. And she, yeah, and she keeps the basketball. So uh, later on in the film, when uh, Ann Ramsey's, uh, they show inside Ann Ramsey's house, uh, she sees that basketball uh, sitting on the floor. And she's like, you lousy kids because i don't know why she thinks like the basketball's back when she never gave it back mm. like she always had had it i don't know she just like forgot mm. how it, where it came from but it's laying on the floor she's like you lousy kids she goes to pick up the basketball and the girl who has now got the robot chip in mm. there she's in her house she grabs her around the neck and pushes her up against the wall and uh grabs the basketball and in a fucking classic death scene she chucks the basketball. They show Ann Ramsey standing up against the the wall, and then it cuts to a really bad like dummy of Ann Ramsey standing up against the wall. Like you can tell it's not even a human, and the basketball hits the face, and her whole head explodes. And then there's this a headless body like doing the fucking chicken flop walk in the living room, and it's spurting no, yeah, nice. out of the top of the you know cut off the neck. And uh, then it just crumples up on the chair, but just basketball death scene. Just look it up if you want to watch something funny. I'm gonna YouTube that. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. I'll send it to you. No, I've I've watched it. Uh, you're gonna watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> so number eight here. This one set the bar just for the horror genre in general from the Hitchcock film, Psycho. I got the Marion Cranes, you know, stabbed in the shower by. Yours truly. I got it. Norman Bates. I got it uh, for number four. So that's closer. Yeah, because like, okay, I think they used chat chocolate syrup for the blood in it, not that it matters. So yeah, it's black and white film. You know, that's where the iconic, dun, 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 and then but you don't see nothing other than blood hitting the shower. And like, again, like I were to use maybe 40 movies ago, the implication, like you know, something sinister happened. That kind of just set the bar for horror movies a little bit there. Like yeah. that was, that's child's play to what they do now. But that's how they started pushing the envelope. Was that movie there? What made that effective is that they took something that everyone does, mm-hmm. and that they gave you the idea that something could happen while you're doing a very basic task, mm-hmm. such as showering. So every time you shower, you think of that. And you lock the door if you're smart. So now you're yeah. in your head. You're always thinking of that scene that, fuck, yeah. remember that scene in Psycho when she gets stabbed in the shower? Yeah. Everyone who showers after seeing that movie thinks of that. Mm-hmm. And so in your psyche, it plays with you. So very effective, even though it's not super gruesome. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't show. It, it has what you need, though. It shows the yeah. downward yeah. motion, yeah. and yeah. it shows her screaming, but... I did a report on that when I was in high school, in yeah. so, uh, my sophomore year of uh, 20th century history class, about the effectiveness of that movie and the impact it had on the uh, world when it mm-hmm. came out, because it was like so um, controversial, mm-hmm. um, not just because of the shower scene, but just be, you know the mm-hmm. the whole Norman Bates, mm-hmm. the whole Norman Bates thing, taking things from Ed Gein mm-hmm. and all that kind of, mm-hmm. you know. There's a lot of tie-ins to that. Except you didn't have a Marlin rifle, but we'll get into that. I got an A-plus on that paper. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
I'll not have to toot my own horn, but. <laughs> so yeah, that was a match. This one, I think we maybe we'll have a match. I'm not sure. Um, I have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't have any Leatherface, but Dang. I. The scene uh, I'm talking about is uh, when they go uh, into the farmhouse and Kurt. Yeah. They're looking for. They're looking for their two other friends. Kirk stumbles into this farmhouse, and he trips as he's running into the house. And he there's a there's a, a ramp going into this hallway, mm -hmm. and he trips going up this ramp. And then as soon as he does that, Leatherface yep. pops out and whacks him in the head with that mallet, and he hits the ground and he's flopping mm -hmm. and convulsing, and he grabs him. Drags yeah. him into the hallway and slams that metal like door. Slider door, yeah. And then boom, you hear like the ominous like echo of it. That's a very brutal scene. Yeah, that's a good pick though. That's a really good pick. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's. So, I like it. Because you did not, I mean, if you've never seen that movie before and you see that part, mm -hmm. you will forever yeah, remember that's that. A, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, that sticks with you for sure. So I see I got another cycle one here. So I was on number eight, now I'm on number six because the match is here. From America, speaking of chainsaws too. Speaking of chainsaws, we'll keep it oh, going. Oh, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, so American Psycho, I got chainsaw drop. So uh, Paul Allen, or his alias as he thinks he is, uh, Christian Bale, is, he's has, uh, I, don't know if they're, I don't know if they're escorts or something. <laughs> or those ladies of the night. And then... Uh, they're just uh, like he's like there's like these two chicks in bed with him they're, they're not bad looking so the one chick's kind of laying the other one like he's under, under the covers and he's just uh, he's uh, he's just uh, he's uh, laying pipe so at a fast rate and it's going and then all of a sudden like it gets really like, really intense and then he starts you see blood come out from underneath like the covers and he's stabbing her and shit and she's struggling and I'm like what the fuck and she's freaking out she gets up and starts taking off running and then he grabs a chainsaw and starts chasing down the hallway of this apartment building and he's bare ass just covered in blood looking like a complete beast or monster and then she's like like running running knocking on doors nothing i think she was like topless though but she had her underwear on irrelevant and then like she's going down like these like these stairs or whatever and i don't know could once and then when yeah patrick bateman my bad paul allen's in the movie is a hard character irrelevant so patrick bateman chasing after he sees her and he's kind of like what he does is he's like he's just screaming like a man possessed and he has like the chainsaw he's like watching her like go down like these stairs and then he like kind of flips the chainsaw up like this like he's aiming with the chainsaws that's running and then all of a sudden like she gets near the end he just drops the chainsaw from I don't know how many flights of stairs bam hits her fucking kills her with the chainsaw he threw off the, it was just yeah I thought you when you said uh, American Psycho I thought you were going to use the axe of the Jared Leto scene when mm. he whacks him yeah, that's where I think Paul Elm threw you off to, yeah. And then they, they uh, as they're listening to Huey Lewis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Dr. Huxley the Four Seasons. So. <laughs> so it's on you. No American Psycho for you, though. Nope. Nope. Uh, number five. Um, everyone remembers this scene when you uh, mentioned this movie, but uh, Alien. Mm, yeah. Chest burst, chest burst. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. Yeah, that was. You ain't got that one. No, no. Damn. I like it though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not something that you would expect. You think like the guy's just having some fucking medical thing. Mm. You know, he's 
choking on some bad macaroni or something. Yeah. There's space macaroni. And they're trying to save him. And, then... and he's laying out on the table and yeah. you see that little yeah. little alien baby pop out. And then the alien baby takes off down the table too. And that was cool. Yeah, shit got real after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he... That, that was like late 70s, 78, 79. That's amazing. 79, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was... That's a good pick. Mm-hmm. So this one I know you're gonna love, and I, I I hope you have this on your list because you know I know you give me shit sometimes where you think like oh dead said I have it and I don't and you're like what the fuck man, but this one here we're gonna need a bigger boat on this one and I really hope you have this because this is I know this is your guy this is like, kind of like your Christmas present too you remember, <laughs> so the quintessential here for from Jaws for number four I got Quint. The death of Quentin Jaws, and I put there too. My notes is symbology. So they're on the like the orca is pretty much getting destroyed, destroyed already. Like like Jaws fucked that shit up, and the boat's like going down. Quint's like like pretty much about to get just mauled right here because like Jaws is right here, making his way up the boat, and uh, like how Quint died. It was like the captain went down with his ship. You know that's what the symbology is because the thing is it's always been a lure. I thought like with the seamen or sailors or Maritime people, if you want to offend anybody, our persons or whatever gender they identify as, uh, when a boat goes down and you're the captain, if it's sinking, you go down with your ship, period. That's just a respect. Like, that's an unwritten rule. I have it as number one. Ah, see, there we go, close. <laughs> like he knows me. Yeah. <laughs> Bromance. <laughs> All right, on you. Yeah, remember, uh, even when... When the shark had a mid-bite, he still got enough to take a piece of plank off the deck mm-hmm. and Jab him. stab yeah. it into the shark's head. Yeah, captain going out the ship, man. Yeah. Uh, so there's a match on four, match on three. Leaves me, my only one I got left is number two. I got, How many you got left? I got two. Oh, you got two of them left? I got three and one. Uh, okay. Uh, so this one yeah. probably match on, I believe. I hope so. It's, uh, it is from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Oh, no. Damn. Okay, yeah. Well, this, yeah. It's uh, when, it's when uh, uh, Freddy's inside the TV set. Yes, that's an awesome one. Yeah, and that's he, what uh, I would have picked for that. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. And he just picks her, her up, up and his yeah. head comes out of the TV. Smashes her head. That was the... awesome. That was cool. It was like he had the humor and the dark. It's Yeah, dark humor at its finest. So one reason that I, I, I really get into horror movies and stuff like that is for scenes like that, special effects like that. Um, so if you go down, if you go down the list, um, you'll there's a lot of similar special effects mm-hmm. artists that have been on these the films that I mm-hmm. that I listed here or whatever. Um, but Kevin Yeager w- mm-hmm. was responsible for doing the Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three effects. Mm-hmm. You might have known him or heard of him from Child's Play. Mm-hmm. He's the designer of the Chucky. I love you. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, he gets overlooked on that, that film. I don't know why because, I mean, that stuff is just great in there. Remember yeah. the guy with the... Yeah, the... Yeah, the, fucking, it's, it's, the it's puppeteering. Like a, it was like that nervy, bloody-looking, stringy thing. Yeah, like a marionette kind of yeah. getting worked. Yeah, that was... That was pretty ingenious yeah, to do that was, something like that. Oh, that was yeah, pretty good, I thought. Because they made um, the one, because that guy was in his room and he was carving out the little mm-hmm. dolls and yeah. stuff like that. And and then they had that one that Freddy turned into that one mm-hmm. where it was like claymation. And, you know, he cut his own strings out and then he mm-hmm. fell down to the floor and he was looking around. I was like, man, that was awesome. Like, 
I mean, special effects from that CGI bullshit, but yeah. So, so number three for me, this one here. Is, I think it's from my favorite organized crime movie. The Departed. You know, for the pod, you know. Here we go. It's, Here we you know, go. I feel like I'm in Southie already. Oh, fucking Southie. This fucking guy, you know, he's fucking, you know, Tom Brady. He's fucking God. He's the best fucking football player. Oh, you, you fucking, f yeah, okay, I'll stop too. I'm tired. But anyways, <laughs> The Departed. I got the elevator scene from The Departed where Leonardo DiCaprio was obviously the undercover uh, Boston, or no, he was Massachusetts State Police, I think. I think they both were, but anyway, then uh, Matt Damon was a corrupt one. And, and almost you think that it's going to have a good ending because, like, okay, Leonardo DiCaprio went through enough shit through this whole fucking movie and he's done being undercover. You know, cuffs him, stuffs him, and, like, and then, like, be like they're going to, and he has my gunpoint, they're going down the elevator, and Matt Damon, why are you fucking killing me, man? Why don't you just fucking kill me? Just, and then, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Leo's had enough. So they're going down the elevator. He get all the way down. Lo and behold, there's another crooked cop that you didn't realize this guy was crooked. Boom! Just fucking, just head blast, you know, handgun to the head for Leonardo DiCaprio. And like, like, man, Damon, what the fuck? You know? So, man, like, what the fuck just happened? Like, no, no, like, the cop's like, well, we'll, we gotta take care of We'll take care of each other. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like, okay, so then the cop, the other cop uncuffs him. Then Matt Damon grabs a gun, shoots that crooked cop, and just fucking leaves. And then he did make him, um, though, like, so uh, Leonardo DiCaprio looked like a hero, though. You know, for his funeral, but it was just like, bam, Leo, he didn't expect that to die, and then all of a sudden, sh Matt Damon kills the other crooked cop. It was like, what the fuck just happened in that scene? So, mm -hmm. yeah, that yeah, it's fucking hardcore. He's in fucking Boston. It's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, nonstop yeah. deception in all headshots, everyone yeah. getting screwed over. He didn't know who to, who was real so, and who wasn't. And who was screwing who. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, you said you're done? I'm all, my list is done. So this one, like, you should kind of expect this from me, but, uh... Robocop? Uh, nope. I, that's an honorable mention of Murphy's death. Uh, just a side note, Robocop was filmed entirely, mainly in uh, Houston, Texas. All the skyline shots you see, uh, reason why, Detroit was really fucking violent back then, too. They wanted nothing to do with that. <laughs> but, um, so I got, uh, for, I got, I got to profess the Christian faith here, faith here a little bit. And if you're not a Christian and you like cinematic art, I got Passion of the Christ, I got, uh, the death and or the death and crucifixion of Jesus Christ, because uh, nobody's gonna do the research. Probably read the four Gospels, but if you read every single account of Jesus' death in the four Gospels, and you watch how they, Mel Gibson wrote this all and put out, okay, so when he's with the Romans, how he was tortured and the cat of nine tails and everything he had to go through, and that a normal man could go through that. It was just and it was just graphic how the stuff's ripping at his flesh, and then he's still going and he's, he has to carry his cross through the whole streets of. Jerusalem and people are throwing stuff at him and like he's just suffering and he's falling over get back up and then um, just him getting nailed across too was pretty hard to watch you know just from the art form and it was dark and it was gruesome and it looked good though and then as when he when Jesus dies and that way you can tell like the spirit leaves the body and like there's like a great earthquake and then you see like this uh, uh, like cloth thing at the temple just kind of collapse there and that's kind of like, it, it described that shit and stuff in the Bible too. So I thought just how the Bible's written and compared to the death of Christ, just even for the semantic value for like all the special effects, I thought was pretty good for Passion of the Christ. So mm. number one. Nice. So that's all I got there. Well, there you have yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, this was quite a longer show, but we, we missed last month. So it's, you know, <laughs> okay. So we're probably two and a half hours in. I think so. Hopefully you enjoy it. Like, and I know that we can be long and drawn. And so you can always just take a break real quick. And um, 
when you take your break from listening to Movie Professors, you can email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. Give us a review or something. Uh, you can find us or listen to us wherever podcasts are found. Mainly, you know, leave a review on Apple, you know, or Spotify. Download, subscribe, because that helps us a little bit. Um, also, check out Sawdust City Candles on Facebook by Professor T. He has some good shit. Smells good. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, it's been fun. I think you had fun, Professor T. You had fun? Yeah, I had a good time. For good to be back, yeah, back good, in the mix. Yeah, and... not bad for a guy with no sleep. Yeah, so, no kidding me. And you're going on. You're a trooper. strong, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get to hopefully get together next month. And that's usually goal once a month. But we will get back sometime soon. And the next show will be our top 25 military movies of any kind. So... Yeah. All right, thanks for tuning Looking in. Looking forward to that one. All right, so, all right, you can say it, Professor T. Class is dismissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>